So you know how in the past few years we've had a couple of movies that have come out that have been based on kind of like unusual origins of board games. Like we had that mm-hmm. like um, what was that Hugh Jackman movie that was like Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Remember right, that? Yeah, Rock, yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but it was Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Battleship. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. I have this idea for a dark outlook like something that can bring this into a more like let's say like chris nolan verse okay like dark interpretation um from mm-hmm. such innocent innocuous subject matter i think we do a movie trademark dead and lovely of okay. course obviously you know you set it up in the trailers and stuff you've got this this kid who he's coming home he's been hanging out with his friends and stuff life is great he comes back to a darkened house he comes in and he immediately starts having to get like really quiet. Like he's like trying to sneak in his own house and stuff. What's going on here? What's going mm-hmm. on? He uh, manages to sneak in the house. You know, he pets the dog. The dog doesn't bark at him. But then, you know, he does something like he, he maybe goes to get like a glass of water before he goes to bed. But he accidentally drops the glass and glass shatters. <gasps> yeah. And you can tell there's fear in his eyes. He's sweating, right? Yeah. And that's when you see the doorway at the end of the hall crack open mm-hmm. and here comes the father figure right right and he is just like fucking pissed i think he's maybe got like a liquor bottle in his hand he's he wearing does. a bathrobe uh-huh. just like jack torrance in the shining and stuff just uh-huh. fucking shot right mm-hmm. and he's like oh i told you to be careful whenever you come in here don't wake me don't, don't wake, wake daddy daddy origins <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's a story about a kid who you know he's always got to be careful not to wake daddy because daddy's gonna fucking i guess beat his ass oh boy wait till you hear about my gritty mr bucket movie (laughs) mr bucket (laughs) mr bucket pop your balls in my mouth is that what he says i'm thinking that's about a guy who has spent many years as a recovering addict who's like working glory holes at truck stops Mm -hmm. and stuff mr bucket yeah, mm-hmm. it's directed by Rob Zombie, obviously. Oh yeah, it's a Rob yeah. Zombie flick. You mm-hmm. get all these trucks like pulling into this truck stop. Hey, yeah. I heard there's a fella around here. What's called Mister Mr. Bucket. Mr. Bucket? That's mm-hmm. right. You never had your balls in a mouth like that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, horror fans, board game fanatics, to the greatest horror movie review podcast in this land and the next land. Mm-hmm. My land, your land. This land is your land. This land is my land. And we're the best horror movie podcast. Mm-hmm. That is true. This is Dead and Lovely here with the host with the most whites. Me, your best buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, your worst enemy, Hollywood Steve. Oh, my God. That's right. Place I'm going bu- to live and I'm going to turn it into a crude oil refinery. <laughs> Go that on, runs get. on polar bear blood. <laughs> Hollywood Steve. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Now, Steve, it's only been a few days since we recorded mm-hmm. a, a double header show. We've just been busting these podcasts this out. Is number, number three in, Left in just a and few days. Right. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man. The last time that we recorded, we were sweet summer children. It was like it's 67 true. degrees <laughs> the other day. It was so nice. <laughs> Yesterday, it snowed in East Tennessee. That, the night we recorded that, you and Kate were hanging out outside yeah. at night when yeah. I got here on to the record. patio mm-hmm. after sundown, yep. having a beer and having uh, some food and stuff like that. And then the next day, I got frostbite. Winter came. I lost my foot. It's gone. It's a shame. Yeah, I'm old one foot Ben. They call yeah, me. Yeah, one foot Ben. 
Man, it sucks. Tennessee weather can go fuck itself. One foot's a name you just don't hear. Like, you may hear like peg leg or something like that. Okay, yeah. Just yeah. one foot. Oh, one foot? Yeah, it's not, It's like a no value judgment. You're just describing the person. It is, one what, foot. It, it is what it is. Let's he be honest. He has, in fact, one foot. Yeah, it's not a critical <laughs> uh, assessment of this person. It's just one a fact. One foot Owen. That's yeah, him. That's him. You know, the feller what only has one foot. That's the guy. That's the mm-hmm. guy. So yeah, it is suddenly freaking freezing, and this is one of those one of those moments where I'm like, oh, living in a city means I have to let the dog out and walk the dog and stuff in this weather instead of just tying her up outside and being like, you have fun with that. Yeah, I'll be here inside being warm. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that's no fun. You do actually have to do that. I but I I have to do that with my dog anyway. We we walk her around the yard because she will run. Yeah. Very well, far you know, away. That is kind of the thing, though, is uh, I talk about this like it's a huge complaint, but for the past couple of years, yeah, every time we let our, our former little dog, Attila, out before we lost him, like, I always had to walk around with him, too, so yeah. we didn't leash him, so. Mm-hmm. And what else is new? I'll tell Who you knows? what, though, man. I was walking around outside last night, and, you know, there's, there's a handful of homeless people in Knoxville. It doesn't yeah, have, like, a, a giant homeless population, no, but, but there's there are some. A few. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, I was like, man... Those poor people having to like sleep and stuff out here. Then I got to thinking, it's like, dude, there's there's fucking homeless people in like Fargo. There are. What the fuck do they do? Hmm. Die, I guess. Yeah, they die. Like, there's yeah, no way you have happens. to be tough as nails yeah. to sleep outdoors. I believe that's why there are so many homeless people in Southern California. Like, if you're gonna be homeless, probably yeah. the place to be. Live where it's nice outside yeah. all the fucking time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if I was if I was going to be without a uh, without a home, I would definitely want to be in LA or Anaheim or somewhere like yeah. that. Steve, I'm going to have to get a pull so I can make it through this spot of bother, this chill in the air that we're feeling right here. I've got myself and yourself. Yeah. A peanut butter chocolate milk stout from Four Hands Brewing Four Company. Four Hands Brewing. I believe this is the first time we're having a Four Hands brew on the show. I think so. It is called their Absence of Light. I'm seeing that that famous arc, so I'm guessing it's St. Louis that they're... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got that there on the can. It's got a little like chocolate peanut butter monster here. He looks like he's ready to party he's ready to have he a good does, time he does look ready to party he's ready to party that guy sure. shows up at your party you're like fuck it's about to, it's about pop to go off. down so this thing is 7.1 percent ibv it suggests a pairing with chocolate cake it should say chocolate cake you fat fuck <laughs> <laughs> just be real have, with this here have Come on. this thick ass beer and a piece of chocolate cake now we got this from the merchants of beer down the road there kate recommended it she said oh, she tried good. it uh, before we started the show and said, now, well, Kate doesn't like beer. No, she doesn't. So. so this either will taste amazing or very much not like beer. Yeah, it'll be yeah. one of those things that either transcends the reality yeah. of beer or is just like, well, I hate this. It doesn't taste yeah. anything like beer. <laughs> you know, see what that Let's does Let's find out. We got these poured into these beautiful glasses that were donated to us by one RDM, our this best buddy, Roger Dean Miller. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. The stout, I mean, it's got, I'd say it's it's a lighter stout, but it's it's got those peanut butter flavors. It's got the chocolate. Ooh. It's Ooh. creamy. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, too. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty sweet affair. This mm-hmm. is probably a probably a one and done for me yeah, since I don't I do a lot possibly. of sweets. But, dude, I mean, I'm talking about, like, if that was a dessert, 
I, I could be, be yeah. a dessert, dude. Yeah, if somebody was like, you want dessert? Here's a peanut butter chocolate milk stout, and it was this. I, yeah, okay. Yo, let me tell you this. Imagine this poured over a scoop of Niller ice cream. Niller ice cream? Mm-hmm. Mm, I'd want to turn it into awesome. some sort of syrup. Oh, but yeah. Yes. Some syrup? Some syrup. Well, dude, I'll tell you one thing that I did have a week or two ago um, over at Merchants of Beer again. They had this uh, really special Cigar City Brewing Company dinner beer food pairing thing. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a pop-up food truck out there hosted. Okay. And it, for one, it was fucking amazing. I bet. It was like a four-course meal with a different Cigar City brew that went mm-hmm. with like every course, you know? It was great. And the dessert was their... Shit, what is it called? I can't remember what, what the name of it is, but it's their um, like espresso stout. Oh. I, I want to say it's called like Havana or something like that. I can't remember. But Cigar City okay. makes a... Espresso Extremely style. dark. And dude, wow. it is like bitter black espresso. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I'm interested. And they made a like a float out of it where it had a scoop Ooh. of amazing ice cream yeah, yeah. and that beer on top of it. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It was fantastic. People sleep on combining alcohol and dessert. Yeah. You should do that. Get your pull. Get your pull. Yeah, that's a good beer. That's very, very mm-hmm. tasty. I'm satisfied with that. And we got these beautiful glasses. And I can see why she likes it. It is, it is a dessert. Yeah, it's a even slice for a non-beer delicious drinker. cake. Yeah. And uh, we're drinking these out of these beautiful glasses that Roger gave us. We got a YouTube yeah. video coming out about... I think it's our, it'll be up It'll be up already? Yeah. So go have watched it. Go have watched it over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash... Dead and lovely. Boom. You can find <laughs> us on there. We put the podcast and stuff on there, on there too, and back episodes yeah. and... All kinds of other fun shit. And new videos every once in a while. Yeah. I feel fancy. This is a real, like, fancy boy glassware. (laughs) I do. I feel like a fancy boy. I feel like a fancy boy. I feel like a fancy lad, even. I'm one of those big city dandies. Ooh. Uh huh. I I noticed your hair oil. That's right. Mm -hmm. You're very foppish. Did you notice my elegant white gloves? Of course I did. Yeah. Everybody on the streets. All the better to smack someone with. I challenge thee to a duel. Yeah. You're all over the place. I'm, all, I'm everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I'm 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 polite. I'm aggressive. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything. He's a good boy, Dandy. He'll slap the shit out of you with a glove. That's right. <laughs> you know, Steve, I've not really gotten to watch really anything since we recorded Me our last either. show like two days yeah. ago. Because I I went home that night at like two in the morning and and I edited the Doctor Sleep episode. Then Edit I woke till up dawn. Rave. The next day and I started editing the interview with the vampire episode i really haven't had time to watch anything new no i've i've had some letter kenny on in the background i'm just playing through it again that yeah. show is so fucking funny i think about the only thing that we've like watched that was new is we have been watching through that new season of big mouth oh yeah and awesome fucking hilarious yeah. that show great. does not quit we've nope. got dude we've got that fucking uh like menopause banshee uh-huh. that's coming around <laughs> by Carol Kane. Uh-huh. Like as soon as I heard her voice, like Kane, I both look at each other. And we're like, "Yo, Carol Kane, is that Carol Kane? It's Carol Kane, Carol Kane, totally is amazing, dude. That show, I swear, it just never slows down. It's like no. there's never an episode that's not fucking funny. Yeah, and I'm dying to watch that new Queer Eye that's in Japan. Ah, yes, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Mm-hmm. But also, we just signed our life away to that disney network oh right yeah we went so ahead and signed check up some early. of that out yeah you gotta watch some tailspin oh yeah tailspin oh is it tailspin. on there of course it is oh yeah. my god yeah they got everything like the old one yeah 
Shit. They'll have the old DuckTales and the new DuckTales. I recommend both. The new DuckTales is awesome. Dang, Great dude. Great voice cast. I love the art. But the old ducktales also fucking awesome darkwing oh, duck it. should be on there oh my god which is a great fucking show it's been an eternity since yeah. i watched that there was also a great um video game of that i think it was an nes game you mm-hmm. remember that yeah there were some uh those disney like the chip and Dale's rescue rangers yeah that game was great dude the fucking the DuckTales DuckTales game, game was awesome they were really one of the only licensed properties that were actually making good games yeah. back then because all like well, I'm not going to say all, but a lot of the comic book games were just either terrible or impossible, like yeah. the Batman game. Most of them were just beat-em-ups. That they were did, pretty much all beat-em-ups. Yeah, all those X-Men didn't, games. It didn't matter what the character was. It's just a beat-em-up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, play yeah. as Wolverine and you have claws. Play as Captain yeah. America, you can throw a shield. But it's all just a yeah. fucking beat-em-up game. But yeah, you're right. The Disney games, like... Yeah, the DuckTales game. Do you remember the Aladdin game for Super the NES Aladdin Genesis? Game for Incredible. both of them was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that one for Super Nintendo? It had beautiful artwork. It was a Mickey game. I remember it kind of played into like all oh, the different elements of Mickey. Right. Like there was like Fantasia Mickey yeah, with yeah. the wizard robe and shit. You know the one I'm talking about? I do about? know the one you're talking about, and I don't remember the name of that. And the artwork was like it was good. gorgeous, yeah. man. So yeah, I'm, I'm dying to get into some of that stuff. I got to watch that Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I've been hearing nothing but good about it. Me too. I've heard people say it feels like the Star War. Like the Star War? They say it's feeling like the Star War. The great War. Star War. The one you've heard about. The, like, just imagine this. Before, sometime before the Phantom Menace came out, people just referred to the Star War. Yeah, right. Yeah. They were like, the, the one. It the was big like one. The gra- yeah. yeah, the big one. Like World War One before it was World War One. <laughs> the I. Great War. Yeah. And then <laughs> second Star War happens and it's like, ah, shit. Well, Star Wars. Remember the first one? That was cool. What do now we, we got a new one. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Next is going to be Star Desert Storm. Another Star War. <laughs> Star Storm. Star Storm, yeah. Storm they're going to stop calling them wars because they're going to stop declaring wars. They'll just send people in an operation. Star operation. Yeah, that works. There you go. That works pretty well. Yeah, so I'm dying to get into some of that stuff, man. I'm sure that over the next week or something, I'll start digging in, checking out some of the yeah. Disney goodies. I guess Disney's just going to have all of everybody's money now. All of it. Yeah. I mean, they, they really do because they own ABC and ESPN and... All kind of, of everything. Kind of everything. It's the kind of thing, you know, I was talking to one of my Skype students about this the other day. I'm like, it's the kind of thing that I would get kind of concerned and like mad about just the absolute entertainment monopoly that they have going on with mm-hmm. all the shit that they own. Yeah. But they they do all kind of kind of do it really well. It's almost as if like there was like a new law that was declared tomorrow that like the only guy that's allowed to own a guitar is Eddie Van Halen. And you're like, well, if one guy's gonna own it, <laughs> Eddie's a pretty good choice. Yeah, I, I think when people start talking about an entertainment monopoly, it's like, do you realize how much entertainment there is other than Disney? <laughs> like, there is an infinite amount. Hey, of they don't other own Wes Anderson. Like, if you're saying they have, if someone's saying they have a monopoly on Marvel movies, well, so Marvel has a monopoly on their the rights to their characters. It's not. That's not a monopoly. That's just ownership. Yeah, it's they true. own a that's bunch true. of stuff, but there's also a ton of other ways you can get entertainment. That Read a book, you, stupid. 
Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't waste no, your time. No. Let's yeah. do a podcast. Let's do a podcast <laughs> about a book or something. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. That's a good idea, right there. But yeah, like I, I, it, they, they do own a whole lot, but they also like you, you know, going into it that it's theirs, and they have a certain flair. They have a certain way they do things. So you okay with the Disney monopoly? No, I, I, I wish they didn't own everything. Yeah. Because they will, like you know, they own. Uh, the rights to Alien now. They got 20th Century oh, yeah, Fox and Alien, stuff. Yeah, they That's right. And uh, I don't trust them to be violent. Like, I don't trust them to make an Alien movie that will be violent. I trust them to make an Alien movie that might be entertaining and fun. But it's, never, but it's never going to be on the level of Alien or Alien. Yeah, and, you know, I, c- I can get on board with what you're saying. I mean, I was going to say, yeah, but the Marvel movies, and it's like, yeah, but they're not, like, brutal like no. r-rated yeah. violent or anything they're like fun that. i don't complain about the marvel movies at all yeah. i i know that people some people want something different from them or whatever to me they're perfectly fun just like reading comics when i was a kid yeah and that's great i don't need them to be Hyper overly challenging or overly violent and we still have those dc's making those all over the place and they aren't very fun no, <laughs> usually not really yeah not so much <laughs> Well, since we recorded, you been up to anything good this week, Steve? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Working. Editing. Yeah, editing, yeah. and not not really much. My wife got uh, food poisoning. Got some food poisoning. Yeah. Huh? Oh no! What did she? Uh, she get a snack on that got so bad. Well, to her? she ate at Red Lobster, but she doesn't eat fish. Hang on, wait a second here. People actually eat at Red Lobster. A lot of people eat at Red Lobster. Yeah. But why? Um, because they want seafood in. Tennessee, basically. Yeah, but yeah. Red Lobster? Well, I mean, where else are you going to get seafood? Chesapeake's? That's a bit more expensive. Good. But it's more expensive. What about Long John Silver's? Well, see, then that's your only other option, right? <laughs> now, that's like, yeah. When is the last fucking time you ate at a LJS or a Captain D's, I was, man? I think 10 or 11. I remember it. That's insane. I'll tell you what. It's not good but it's also like just fried fish i was gonna say yeah yeah it's it's as bad as fried fish yeah it's just a fried white fish like i it could be better it could have more flavor to it but it's also like well yeah it's gonna give you diarrhea because it's greasy ass (laughs) fried fish yeah i think the last time that i was in a long john silvers Mm -hmm. and this will seriously give it context based on on the date and relevance what i'm saying here the last time that i set foot in one I don't even think that I ate anything. I think that I was just with my buddy Mitch, mm-hmm. and we just seen The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, damn. So this Mall is a full-on disappointment day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it sure was, man. Dude, we went to the College Square uh, movie theater in Morristown, uh-huh. which the the theater in Morristown, over the past like five or six years, I like, redid it and stuff. Yeah, I've, I've been there more recently. Okay, it's actually yeah. pretty nice now. Yeah, it's actually pretty nice. It's still in nice. Morristown, which it is, is still yeah, and shithole. Yeah, no reason to be there unless you're at Pel- or at Walter State, right yeah. next to the mall. Or, Maybe it's just for that. It's just it for kids at Walter State who have the patience to not go home and watch a movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But back whenever the Matrix fucking reloaded or whatever it was came out, it was just a dingy, like, mm-hmm. smell like earwax and cigarettes, yeah. shit-ass movie theater. We saw people going in, like, wearing black trench coats and stuff. Like, they were, like, dressed up for the movie and shit, oh, you know? Oh, God. And uh, we watched that pile of shit movie and then uh, went to Long John Silver's. 
Yeah, right there in the parking lot yeah. of the mall. Yeah. Uh huh. I think that's the last one I went to. Oh my long god. Long ago. So what did she think uh, gave her the food poisoning then? Well, see, here's the thing: she doesn't eat fish, yeah. and she she at Long John Silver's doesn't get meat at all. She just gets the dragon broccoli, which um, at a Red Lobster. Yeah. Okay. It's, dragon broccoli is like a panko breaded deep fried broccoli that's okay. served with this sweet. Um, it's like chili sauce kind of thing. Yeah, sweet chili paste stuff. It's amazing. That sounds like, actually pretty It's awesome. really I good. Can't lie. Yeah, because she, she was talking about it one night and she wanted me to make it. And I was she was saying it was tempura battered, which is what they say on the menu. But then I was like, let's go get it so I can see it so I can try to replicate it. And it's not tempura. It's like panko battered. Yeah, yeah. But that it's fucking awesome. It's really good. So I, I get why she gets it. But, you know, if, some, if they're handling fish and chicken and shit. Yeah. And then handling the broccoli. Right. So, yeah, she got that sucks. some food poisoning. Yeah, her, her temper, temperature went up. She had to call in to school today. Woof. Called in to school. Actually, she texted in. That's a thing now. You text your teacher? Nuh-uh. Yeah. Dude. Crazy. That's pretty sick. Uh, I don't think I would have ever want to be texted by students. Uh-uh. Fuck no. I wouldn't be no. giving out my number to nobody. Yeah. Hell no. Ugh. When's the last time you had a food poisoning yourself? It ain't no fun. Myself, it was really a funny think... oyster I... in, um, in oh, Destin. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Seafood food poisoning. No, no fun. I'll tell you what, though. Okay. So I'll I'll, I'll name drop the company and stuff. Uh, we went down to Destin several years ago with my wife's family for like beach vacation. You uh-huh. know? And one of the first nights we were there. Actually, I think it, it was the first night we were there. We ate at Acme Oyster House. Okay. And they do these like Rockefeller oysters that are seriously insane. Okay. Like I know it's just another chain restaurant and stuff like that, but dude, these Rockefeller oysters they do are just I, yeah, I ridiculous. I do not look down on chain restaurants. They can still be good. There you go. You you can have a perfect formula. And it's everywhere and it's available. And it's everywhere and yeah. it's available. Yeah. So ate a bunch of these things. They were so fucking delicious. Went home that night, uh, woke up at, you know, Whatever, three in the no, morning, no. just sweating bullets, puke my guts out and stuff. Yeah. I was out like half the day the next day, just, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I think about two or three nights later when we went back, I ate them again. They were that <laughs> good. They were that good. Damn, man. you yeah. were asking for it. Huh? I know, right? But that's the thing is like whenever you're eating an entire organism. Right. There's a chance that you get a bad one and not know. I mean, if you cut into like a, a whatever, a steak or a piece of chicken, you're like, oh, this wasn't cooked all the way through. Well, you just avoid the whole item. Yeah. You know what I mean? But whenever you're eating entire individual animals, as you do when you eat shellfish, I saw happen. something the other day that... Uh, trigger warning. <laughs> this is really gross. <laughs> oh, no. Tell me about it. I saw this on Reddit. Okay. I'm, g- I'm going to brace myself. Is the food about to be ruined for me? Maybe. maybe. Okay. All right. All right. When buying pork and beef, okay, you should yeah. be very careful. Sure. So someone was roasting a, a pork roast, and turns out it had a huge abscess. Oh, God. That Ugh. burst while it was roasting, Nuh-uh. and they opened it up to just abscess pus all over the Holy baking sheet. Holy shit. That is disgusting. Yeah. So... Apparently that's something to look out for with cows and and chickens or cows and and pigs. 
You tell me that that USDA ain't really looking out for me. Is that what you're yeah. trying to say? I, well, impossible. Yes. Impossible. Yeah. I mean, there are states that have laws against uh, being allowed to videotape on factory farms. They're like, not hiding anything, though. Not, yeah, can't possibly no. be hiding anything. No, 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 no. Oh, that's fucking nasty. It's disgusting. Can you Ew. imagine? What if it hadn't burst and you cut into it? Oh, oh my God. Roasted abscess. <laughs> hey, be right this back. This marinates itself. Yeah, self-basting. Oh, <laughs> Also, be right back. Starting my new grindcore band, Roasted Abscess. Roasted Abscess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. That is awful, Yeah, it, it's, it was disgusting. Wow, mm-hmm. dude. Wow. Well, I hope that Emily gets to feeling yeah. better after her foodborne illness experience. Yeah. Hopefully she'll be... I mean, yeah, you know... Food poisoning only lasts about 24 hours usually. Yeah. It's just your body getting that shit out. Get so out of here. Hopefully she'll be feeling better by tomorrow. Right on, man. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve. The subject of our show today what is one Belayed. 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 Belade. Starring Wesley Sneepes. Sneepes. Wesley Snipes. From 19 and what? 98? Is that right? Uh-huh. 19 and 90. Great is 19 more like it. and 90. Great. And we are, of course, doing this movie because it was one of our listener voted in pa- Patreon-related picks for yeah. No Vampire, uh-huh. which is our yearly month of reviewing nothing but vampire movies. And glad we're getting to do it. This is our first comic book movie, right? Holy shit. Well, I guess not technically. So. 30 Days of Night was a comic okay. book before. Hey, no, no, no. It was a graphic novel. It was a gra- oh, sorry. Excuse me. Mom, they're not dolls. They're action figures. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, this is our first like major comic book movie. That's Crazy. right. And honestly, it might be one of the only ones we ever yeah, it might really be one of get the- to do. Mm-hmm, unless we do wild cards. Yeah, exactly. Really no. Yeah. Well, I guess they're saying that the new um, Doctor Strange, I guess, is going to be kind of horror Right, is what the, I've heard. The New Mutants movie that was supposed to come out in 2018 was supposed to be horror. Really? Yeah, but it still hasn't been released because Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. I think maybe what happened was they actually made a horror movie and then the studio was like, wait, but how's this like a comic book movie? So oh. they had to go back and do reshoots and keep just fucking changing everything and then nobody wants to see it now because it's been changed so much well hell yeah but that was supposed to be horror and then of course in 2020 we have morbius coming out which is another you just told me about that i didn't know that that was coming out jared leto will be playing morbius oh really yeah that could work it could work and it's i mean it's tied into the sony spider man movies but apparently with the new mcu deal they may be tying those into the MCU. So there is rumor that the new Blade, Mahershala Ali, may make an appearance in Morbius. Because in, in the comic books, the retconned version of Blade, he More was... More on that later. Yeah, he was turned by Morbius. Turned. Turned. So that would be awesome if they did that. I would love that. And it would be interesting then to see if they would bring Venom in. Even though that movie apparently not great, I would I still like Venom a lot and well, would like is, to see him like, brought in. Yeah, I mean, if we're having Spider-Man movies, Venom needs to be in them. Mm-hmm. I've waited forever for a Maximum Carnage I, yeah, series, man. Well, it's coming. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's going to be Carnage in the next is that a thing? Venom movie. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I've always thought he would be perfect. Yeah. 
So honestly, you know what? Him or, I mean, well, really though, Woody Harrelson's like kind of old. But so is the guy I'm about to say. Uh, what is that guy's name? He was in Preacher. He played Freddy in the new. Oh right, El- yeah, yeah, yeah. remake. Yeah, and he also played. Uh, he has three names. I can't remember the fucker's name. Joe, Haley, 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 Jackie, Earl Haley. Jackie, Jackie Earl Haley. Yes, yep. thank you. He would make a great Cletus Cassidy. Again, he's kind of old now, but he would do it really well, I think. Yeah. But no, I mean, Woody Harrelson, he already played Cletus Cassidy in the first Venom, so he's he's playing him in the second. Nice. As, and they're doing the Maximum Carnage storyline, so. Holy shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Steve, since this is going to be one of the only times that we get to talk about a Marvel franchise here uh-huh. on the show, I say before we get on into the review-ski portion of the show, how about we slide, slide, slippery slide into the Preview Palace? Welcome to the Preview Palace. Well, it was a remix. Yeah. A little different that time. Mm-hmm. And how about we just dish for a second for our listeners about our favorite... MCU movies. Now, this yeah. isn't necessarily well, let's just a part say of Marvel, the MCU. not Marvel. MCU. Okay, yeah. Marvel in just general. Marvel. Okay, yeah. you're right on. Now, whenever I am asking you, like, do you have a favorite Marvel licensed property movie? Is there one that jumps immediately into your brain skull pan? Yeah, probably Thor Ragnarok. That's the one for you, huh? Yeah, probably. Taika Waititi directed. Yeah, it's. I think it's the most fun. While also uh, being true to the Thor character and dealing with like the Thor mythos, yeah, dealing with a lot of serious stuff from the mythos, but it's also the whole movie is pretty funny. It is just a laugh riot. Yep, it's so good, man. And you get to see uh, Hulk once he starts talking. I like, I like the, I like the a little more coherent Hulk more than smart Hulk that we now have in the MCU and also had in the comics in the the 90s yeah this is like caveman level yeah i like caveman level hulk he's that's my favorite yeah (laughs) where he can say some things but still like he's got really basic needs smash and and sleep you got a wackadoo jeff goldblum in there too jeff goldblum's awesome we also have kate blanchett as uh, hello and she's Great. My God, she is fantastic. She is, and I've awesome. mentioned on the show, like I don't know if she was supposed to be smoldering hot or well, not. She but, was. Well, she stepped right into it. Yeah, she was she smoking, sure man. And Loki's is in the movie. I mean, it's got it's got Walkering. everything you want from from a Thor movie. Plus, yeah, Valkyrie, great. Yeah, really fun. Like just overall fun movie, and you get to see a different alien world. So yeah, it's really fun. It's a fun movie. It is, man. Are you stoked on the uh, impending like Lady Thor, Natalie Portman movie? Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm wondering how they're gonna do it in the comic books. She got cancer and basically like becomes Thor when the Thor Odin son becomes unworthy. Okay. And there's like just yeah, there's a lot going on there that they they could play up in this movie so and, and it's cool that natalie portman's coming back oh hell yeah, yeah. man awesome portman motherfucker drink till i'm <laughs> drink sick, <till> I'm sick. <laughs> slit yeah. your throat ragnarok just down the hole <laughs> what you laugh and cry while i laugh you die <laughs> all the kids looking up to me can suck, suck my, my dick, dick. <laughs> portman motherfucker drink, drink till, till i'm sick, sick. <laughs> she is fantastic she's great yeah. truly fantastic man 
Yeah, I think my biggest complaint about Ragnarok is that weird pitch correct on Hulk's voice. I've talked about this on the show oh, before. Yeah. I don't understand what the deal with that is. But God, it, it's such a fucking great movie, man. Yeah. I think whenever I think about like my favorite, the first one that jumps to mind... Numero uno. And it might just be because it's the one that I've had in my mind the longest. It's got to be that first Iron Man. Iron Man. I am Iron Man. Yeah, that first Iron Man set the tone for all the MCU movies afterwards. It built all of it right there, yeah. And, and you can tell how how much it set the tone because they just ignored the Hulk movie that came after it. Like, they were just like, okay, no, no, no. We, like... That production was going the wrong way because we didn't know Iron Man was going to do what it did. Yeah. And then they self-corrected and got back on that train and made them all just these... I don't know. Like, it, it nails what a comic book is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to just that casting of, of oh, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is perfect. Tony Stark mm -hmm. couldn't have been more perfect. Mm -hmm. John Favreau's involvement made it incredible. And also, like... The CGI and the effects and stuff. Still look good. Still look great. I they mean, that do. movie's what? Fucking 10 years old now? Uh, 11, yeah. 2011? 2008 is when it came Holy out. Holy yeah. moly, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I knew that movie in my 20s. In my roaring 20s. Whoa. 23's do. I was also in my roaring 20s. <laughs> we did so much roaring back then. Oh, man. I went I've, through a lot of Luden's cough drops. Tell dude, you that. I would, I would fucking, I'd Charleston here, I'd Charleston there. That was your primary mode of transportation. I'd get in my jalopy. Ooga, out of the way, <laughs> pedestrians. I'd jump straight from that right into a bathtub full of gin. Of course. <laughs> a bathtub full of gin. And I'd exclusively drink it out of teacups. <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah, what a movie, man. So, what's, yeah. a, what's another one that's a favorite of yours, Steve? Uh, so I think one of the things I, I really loved is that they were smart enough to say, wait, comic book isn't a genre. That that was where that's what Iron Man did smartly. Comic book isn't a genre. This a is point. a movie yeah. about a war profiteer. Yeah. So we're dealing with war. It kind of sidestepped silly kid stuff mm -hmm. very intelligently. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So Captain America: Winter Soldier goes full on espionage tale. It's like a boring movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Cap is not in his uniform most of the time, and. You got Black Widow there with him the whole time. So it's a cool, interesting pairing. You introduce the Falcon. You introduce the Winter Soldier. I mean, had he been introduced up to that point? No, he was introduced in the Winter Soldier. So Bucky. you introduce Bucky and, and um, fuck, Falcon. Um, introduce Buck Falcon. Bucky, <laughs> Bucky and Fuck Falcon. <laughs> also, Crossbones. Oh, yeah, is that's right. in that. is in yeah, it. yeah. It, it's great. And it's, it's a huge tale. Also, we learn more about Nick Fury. We learn a whole lot in that movie about what's going on with Hydra, what's going on with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, you're right. It's It sets up a whole lot that goes on in Avengers later on, but it also is its own self-contained movie. I, I think it's a great espionage tale. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, it's more like it is a yeah, like a Bourne-style movie mm -hmm. that just happens to star Steve Rogers. Not even uh, necessarily yeah. Captain America. Yeah, like he's Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers most of the time. Yeah. yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. I have only seen that movie one time. Check it out again. I think one. I need to. Like, mm -hmm. I think whenever I watched it, I must have not been in the mood for it because I mm -hmm. honestly wasn't in love with it. I think yeah. that I was probably hoping for something that was more like, like the first Captain America is real wackadoo. Yeah. And 
fun and novel yeah. and kind of silly in a lot of ways, which yeah. I, I love the first. Yeah, American, I liked honestly. it a lot too. It was really fun. And I think whenever this movie started off and it was automatically so, you know, serious and espionage mm-hmm. and double crossing and secrets. Like, I think I was like, I'm not really in the mood for something this cerebral or something. Oh, okay. So I think I need to give that another go. Same yeah, as, give it another Civil go. War was like surprisingly oh, you weren't as serious big on it? and stuff like that too. Oh. I think I really just need to sit I down and watch Civil them both War. again, man. Yeah. What's another one you're big on? Fucking Guardians, dude. The Guardians. first Guardians of yeah. the Galaxy. I remember watching that in the theater. We watched the arc light in the, the Cinerama Dome, which is this you know huge curved screen. Nice. It was so fucking awesome. Dude. Just, I was blown away by it. And it was, it was the most fun one up to that point. Like, all of them had some funny elements to them, but they hadn't gone full fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's just such an amazing success story, too, because that was such a gigantic, profitable, successful movie mm-hmm. with all fucking C-list characters. Like, yeah. Not even B-list. Like, yeah. Who the fuck had ever heard of Star-Lord? Uh, people who read Guardians comics around that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the thing Rocket is... Rocket Raccoon, is like, same thing. Yeah. Drax. Drax, if you read the older ones. Yeah, like these characters, they had become the, the Guardians team in the mid to late 2000s but yeah their popularity wasn't it wasn't make a movie level Mm-mm, no not at all yeah, but james gunn knew what he was doing he saw the potential yeah he saw the potential that was right there yeah. and it's kind of funny because like as a kid growing up you know i read a lot of marvel comics yeah. i was definitely a marvel comics kid and um, my wife mm-hmm. she liked to dc whenever uh-huh. she was a kid she read yeah. a lot of batman and stuff like that and Leading up to the release of Guardians, she started reading through the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, comic series mm-hmm. on um, shit. What is the name of that like comics app? Oh that you right, get? yeah. You know, but she, she that was, was awesome. I can't remember what it's called. She was uh, Comicsology. I that think it? that was it. Yeah, that was it. And she was reading through the comics and stuff right there. And she's like, "Holy shit, Guardians comes out this week. We're gonna go see it." And I was like, "What is that about?" Uh-huh. Like, I had no idea. I was in the dark about it. And she's like, no, it's going to be awesome. Oh, dude, I was super excited, too. I was skeptical. I was real yeah. skeptical. I, I was didn't super know excited about. because, uh, and you can go back. If you want to go check my old tweet log, a weeks before Guardians came out, I said that because, uh, what's it? Fuck. Gillen. Karen Gillen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Karen Gillen is in Guardians of the Galaxy, it will make all of the money. Wow. And it did. Karen and it Gillan did. and and fucking Nebula is I think the best part of Endgame. Mm. Nebula's Her relationship is really important in there. Yeah. yeah. Nebula's relationship with like being good and and like uh, overcoming her programming and stuff all super interesting. So like I was kind of right that Nebula was the most important. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that it's fucking Chris Pratt that it really yeah, he brings enchanted it. everybody. Well, yeah, and then, yeah, uh, also Groot. Yeah. Everybody oh, loves man. Groot. Fucking Batista. Vin Diesel. Dude, Batista in there. <laughs> Amazing. They paid Vin Diesel to be Groot, though. That's just like, what the fuck? And Batista, yes, choosing Batista, because all he had done up to that point really was some of those WWE films, but he was also the villain in that one Bond he wasn't the main oh, villain, right. but he yeah, was like yeah, the yeah. enforcer villain. I forgot about that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he was good in that. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. But this is the first time he really had a lot yeah, of screen he, time and speaking like parts. He's like talking and stuff. Yeah. He's so fucking funny in this. He's fantastic, yeah. man. 
Yeah, and like I said, Chris Pratt, you know, it's like we knew him from Parks and uh, Rec at that yeah. point. But this is, I think, where he really started to come into his own. Mm-hmm. It was all a big, awesome. huge swing for the fences. Like, all of it. The entire, oh, yeah. the choice to go with the Guardians title, uh, the choice to go with this particular Guardians lineups, because there are Guardians lineups that have more ones, famous yeah. characters. But, and then also to make your main character Chris Pratt, like... He hadn't. He wasn't a movie star. No, he's Chris Pratt after yeah. this point. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole bunch of swings that every one of them connected. Yeah, really. just nailed it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and two man, it's like I love the fact that it introduced like a whole younger generation of kids to like yacht rock. Uh huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like all the soundtrack for this movie is all this yeah. like soft rock '70s uh-huh. stuff that like I know none of these kids have ever heard before. Yeah. But nowadays, like, oh, okay, and again, because I know I got some guitar nerds listening to the show and stuff. Like, whenever I've got like some, you know, new like young students and stuff, and they're learning chords and things, and they need to learn about these like extended like jazzy chords, like my major seven and minor seven and dominant seven chords yeah. and stuff like that. Those are things that seem complex and like, oh, those are in jazz songs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But the minute you start playing. You know, it's like Redbone. Like now, yeah. everybody knows that, and I can teach them minor seven chords in a song because All they've right. heard that because of Guardians. Hell yeah! So it's actually like had a good influence on young musicians. That's great. Pretty awesome. Man. That is awesome. Love Guardians. Absolutely one of my favorites. Um, very glad that Disney saw the error of their ways and brought James Gunn back to do Part Three because yeah. firing him was super dumb. That Didn't whole thing sense. was a ruse. That was. that whole thing was a ruse. Yes. That was them trying yes. to save face and be like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna slap a guy who made a un PC joke on the wrist because yeah. we know that people would be mad if we don't." But okay, now you're back. Yeah, it, yeah. So bringing him back, smartest thing they've done. And Absolutely. Hopefully, the Guardians of the Galaxy three has Thor in it. Oh, I'm just hoping I, that's what they go. I with. so yeah. hope. I'm pretty sure that yeah. it will. What's another favorite of yours? Another favorite of mine is Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's fucking yeah. great. I slept on that one. Me too. The first time I watched it, I was a little bit drunk, and I actually was just like, I don't think I like this. Dude, I watched it post-Endgame. Yeah. And I loved it. It's great. I Ghost is awesome. Such a great like villain who's not even really the villain. Like, yeah. She's had a hard life. Yeah. She's had a tough time. Uh, you get a lot of, like... I mean, Paul Rudd is hilarious, and having him with... Um, uh, What's his name? Crap. The Scientologist that's his friend in the... Scientologist? Yeah. The guy who plays his uh, manager at the security place. What oh. is that actor? He's a Scientologist? Name? Yes, he is. Man, how do people gotta be Scientologists? And then T.I.'s creepy uh, spying on his teenage daughter's vagina situation. <laughs> He's also in there. Wait, What? <laughs> <laughs> what, you yeah, oh, okay. So T.I. apparently... Like the rapper T.I. The rapper T.I. who's in both of the Ant-Man movies. He's one of the security guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he tweeted out that he he takes his daughter into the gynecologist every year to have her hymen checked to make sure she's not having sex. What? She's 18. What? Um, also, he has bragged in the past about his 14-year-old teenage boy having sex. So, it's not not really about virtue, I don't guess. Okay. It's really just about controlling your daughter, weirdo. Beyond, why would anybody 
feel that way or want to control the kids right. that way. Why talk about that in public? Yeah, why really? He like to tweeted it. that. Yeah, and they, now his daughter has stopped following him on all social media oh, and stuff. Shit. Like, yeah, it's big. How fucking big humiliated issue. would you be? Absolutely. To be like, my dad checks to see if I'm still also, a virgin. Bad women's anatomy. Just so you know, the hymen is not some weird covering over the vagina that gets popped when the freshness seal is broken. <laughs> It stretches out. It shouldn't rip. You shouldn't be bleeding the first time you have sex. Yikes. You're having sex with an asshole who doesn't care that he's hurting you. I. It's not supposed to rip. It stretches. That's no it good. It's larger. That's no good. And checking for the hymen is some crazy ass weird religious bullshit. Dude. Just fucking stop. Let your kids have sex. They're going to fuck. It's going to happen. Yeah. Hey, Just remember. Just stop being disappointed about it. Remember when you were. 15 or 16 and you were really horny yeah they are too they are too and they're gonna have sex yeah and that's Guess how what? it's gonna be that's how humans work yeah give them birth control so they don't have babies yeah i was gonna say give me a, give me a, a, a jimmy hat or a pill mm-hmm. no nah, get them that get them that fucking hardcore shit get the get the plug or the implant chastity belt got it no 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 <laughs> these allow you to have sex <laughs> and they're like wait no well well I not mean, safely you yeah. still need to wear condoms yeah yeah but they're gonna stop pregnancy and that's the number one thing bringing teenagers down wow ti yeah what's up dude lame that's fucked up man lame dude wow anyway but yeah man of the wasp man of the wasp is great <laughs> oh michelle pfeiffer also really in, uh makes that movie really She's improves fantastic. it a lot yeah yeah that is a really really fun flick and i love how much they play with just the scale of things mm-hmm. it gets very like honey yeah. i shrunk the kids at times yeah because the first ant man they did a lot of fun like funny bits with being small like especially the final fight between him and uh was it yellow jacket yeah yeah uh they're like it'll show them having their like epic fight then go out to regular size yeah, it's and like it's a toy like, train falling yeah. over and shit yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's so, so funny it's but so they, they went they went even further with it in the second one i think it made it and so of course, much more fun it's also where they they introduce like the quantum realm and stuff like that which yeah. how how fucking exciting is it and how interesting is it that this day and age like your average person that goes and watches a Marvel movie right. in theaters knows what the fuck quantum means. Yes. Or at least has a yeah. vague idea. They have a vague of, idea of what it means. They may think it's just a comic book thing, but yeah. that's fine. At least they're like, they've got a few steps towards understanding. Yeah. It's going to be very, very, yeah. very important in the future. Yeah. I, I love that that idea that they they really they really fuck with the idea of, of scale and mm-hmm. this is one of those things that to me was very mind-blowing whenever um actually it was one of kate's cousins like kind of introduced me to this idea like a long time ago uh but you know it's like if you believe in the concept that that the universe is infinitely big yeah right which i think most sane people do i don't think most people think that there's a bubble at the edge of the universe it's like i think we all think of things as being infinitely yeah. large I, the, edge, the edge of the universe is a constant uncertainty. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, to say there's an edge to the universe is not entirely wrong because it's expanding outward, but it's also constantly expanding outward, so there's no ever moment that there's an edge. No. Uh-uh. So, yeah. yeah, if it's always in motion, <laughs> yeah. there's never an end. Mm-hmm. But with that concept in mind that things are infinitely big, it's like, well, how small do you think things get? Infinity is not a one-way street. It starts at zero and goes up. Infinitely small. Yeah, exactly. So, to me, it just kind of introduced this notion that, you know, all sense of scale is destroyed. It's like, how Mm. big I think something is, is irrelevant. Yeah. 
because there's things that are infinitely larger and smaller than my perception of them. Yeah, I mean, Emily and I were talking about the Big Bang the other day, and it's like, just imagine the entire universe used to be one mass, one yeah. dense mass, like super dense. dense that thing to, was thick. Dense to the point of creating the Big Bang <laughs> and creating this universe that is gigantic pretty cool yeah all came from just a tiny little thing so yeah like yeah the the idea of going into the quantum realm is real interesting yeah and they they also do that some interesting stuff like that in dr strange going into the mystical element dr strange is really dr good. strange is good yeah i really like that yeah. again that's kind of a b-list character too yeah. it's like your average person on the street they they knew spider-man before all this stuff started that, but dr strange yeah. not so much that's a i cool think movie. that's why we like we get to enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok and, and Doctor Strange because they know that they've got this captive audience who want to see everything MCU. So they know they don't have to dumb it down. They can make it what it was in the comics. So it yeah. can be this like, you know, Doctor Strange, just like trippy experience uh, going into very mystical and strange ideas and stuff. And people will still go watch it because it's, uh, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch. We know who that guy is. Yeah. He's he's in a Marvel movie. I got to see dude, it so I can see what goes on in the other Marvel movies. It's totally the airplane going into the hangar with the vegetables on yeah. the spoon. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. And Benedict like, Cumberbatch. I liked it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You kind of learned yeah. something about the quantum realm yeah, it's real while cool you watch stuff. this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. That's a, that's a great flick. I really enjoy yeah. that one, too. Well, let's talk Spider-Man's. There's a lot of Spider-Mans out there. Mm-hmm. My favorite has got to be a Homecoming. Mm-hmm. I've still not seen Far From Home, though, so... Well, yeah. what about Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, my God. Into the Spider-Verse yeah. is so fucking good. It's so yeah. good, man. That's a real tough choice for me between it Homecoming really and Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Far From Home is really good. It's not as good as Homecoming. Okay. I, I really enjoyed the first Spider-Man 2. And at the time, it Toby was, Maguire's yeah, at the time, it was, I would say, the best comic book movie that had come out. Was that Green Goblin in that one? Was that no, Doc Green Hawk? Goblin's the first one. First uh, one. Yeah. Doc Ock. Second one's Doc Ock. It's been so long since I watched it, I literally don't remember anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's, man, let me tell you. It's good? It's still good. Well, still shit. good. Still a good movie, but it's not, I mean, when you compare, like, the thing is, to, to say it's one of the greatest of all time is actually not true. It's the greatest of its time. Greatest of its time. Got but it. once you start comparing it to all the movies that have come since Iron Man, it, it's hard to compare it. You know, it's just not as... I don't know. It's not as dialed in. It's one of those things that you have to appreciate on a different level because whenever you see a comic book movie now and it's amazing, it's like, well... Yeah, it's amazing, but they also had lots of things to evaluate what works and doesn't work yeah, that came before. They know before the formula. It. Also, yeah. all the movies that came before it set this up. Yeah. So it doesn't have to go into tons of exposition, which is something we'll talk about with Blade. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But whenever you see these movies that just kind of like came out and they were great without any previous, you know, pattern or example to work off of, uh-huh. uh, oh, people like this. It is good. It's maybe even more impressive. Yeah. In a lot of ways. That's you true. Because this had no model to uh, pattern itself after. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
But Into the Spider-Verse is a goddamn masterpiece. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible animation. Easily really one of the best animated yeah. flicks ever. And probably my most anticipated sequel coming out. Because I, I look at all the movies that are coming out, and I'm, I'm excited to see Black Widow and yeah. you know Thor 4 and Guardians 3 and Black Panther 2, all that stuff. But Into the Spider-Verse 2... I just want to see where they go with it. I, no I'm really interested to see who all they bring into it. Yeah. And I definitely know now, like, having seen the first one at, at home and watching it on my TV. Oh, home, yeah. Now go see it in the theater. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I know for sure yes. I will be watching this next uh-huh. one in the theater, and I might be in an altered state of consciousness. Yeah. For sure. to enhance it. And if the 3D technology is still there, I might see it in 3D, because I really thought this movie, or Into the Spider-Verse, the first one, it probably would have benefited in some ways from the 3D technology, especially probably. the fights. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that last fight scene yeah. especially would have been mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, we Of course, we have to talk about an Avenger movie. I think that... Yeah, I mean, all, all of them, real fun. They've got our big big names in them. Yeah. yeah. I think the first one's still my favorite. Yeah. The, you know? Yeah, them coming together reluctantly. and You know I love an origin story. Yeah. I love a setup story. And it has such a great balance of, of humor and mm. action. Yeah. Uh, and just good comic book shit. I liked Age of Ultron a good bit because it introduced Scarlet Witch, who it is did, uh, yeah. one of my one of my favorite characters in the in the comics, but also played by uh, Elizabeth Olsen, who I adore. I think she's gorgeous, and I love her in everything she's in. She seems to be awesome at everything. So, totally, yeah. man. Totally. Yeah, uh, Ultron got like a little emo at times. He did. Everybody <laughs> had their yeah. their kind of PTSD storyline yeah. they were dealing with and stuff. Yeah. And, um, of course, like, uh, yeah, Endgame and uh, Infinity War and yeah. stuff are Those just, are just epic beyond belief. Uh-huh, yeah. The final battle in Endgame is... I mean, that's, that's up like there. like Lord of the Rings Final level. battles, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, as far as final battles go, it's up there with Lord of the Rings final battle. For stuff, sure, yeah. for sure. But I, I like the fact that... Well, and this is kind of funny even to look at it this way. I was going to say just how small scale the original Avengers is. It is. It's in, just in the comparison fate of the world. To what we ended up... Going to though, yeah. yeah totally, Instead of right? just the fate of the world, it's the fate of half the universe. Yeah, half Actually, the by universe. The, by the time Thanos gets the Infinity Gauntlet in Endgame, it would be the fate of the entirety of the universe because yeah. he's just going to start over. Pretty big deal, shit. Yeah, pretty big deal, shit. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is when you start out with the fate of the world. It does seem to be like, how do you? What are the, and the stakes battle of from New there? York City? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, versus half the fucking everything. entire universe. Right. Not half the earth. Half everything. of everything. Yeah. Good lord, man. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with the future Avengers installments. There's all these rumors uh, about Doctor Doom. Yeah, I, if do- I hope, so hope Doom. I hope Doom. I hope that, they, uh, that Black Widow is set in Latveria and yeah, it all dude. ends with Doom in some way. And oh I hope my God. for Doom. That would be perfect setup. It would be. Because she was, yeah, she's in an Eastern European country. Yeah. We know that. So, like, why not send her to Latveria? And oh, then man. Be fucking awesome. I heard rumors of, like, a Viggo Mortensen cast as Dr. Doom. I would I would love that. 10. That's an yeah. easy 10. That yeah. would be fucking awesome, yes. man. Yeah. Doom is the most, uh, maybe, well, let's see. There's Magneto. Magneto's extremely interesting. Oh, yeah. But Doom, I mean, Doom's whole thing is, like... If you go into Doom's actual like comic history, yeah. he he is as old as the Earth. Like he he goes back in time and gets uh, trained by this mysterious force 
which actually turns out to be him from the future. What? And it's crazy. Doom Doom's mystic history is crazy. At one point, I think he wields the Infinity Gauntlet in the comics too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe that was in. Uh, yeah, I think it I might be wrong Infinity, about that. Maybe in Infinity War too. But he he is the he is involved in the secret wars yeah which is what i think they might be building with since they've already introduced introduced the scrolls and exactly stuff. Yeah. yeah and that's also how they could get the fantastic four and yeah. the mcu and, stuff. and that would be interesting yeah because fantastic four they don't need uh they don't need another fantastic four movie to come out they can just introduce them in the other movies yeah i agree and then if we actually care about them Maybe do a Fantastic Four movie. Those other Fantastic Four flicks have been disastrous. 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 Fantastic Four Two was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Not just comic book movies. It. It I is never horrendous. Fucking saw it. So fucking. Who's bad. the big bad in that? Is it Galactus? Uh, yeah, but it's just like that's not bullshit. even important in it. There's a long dance scene with what? with Mister Fantastic doing goofy rubbery things. <laughs> For the kids. For the kids. For the kids. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my god, dude. But yeah, of the Avengers, I think I still like the OG the best, just in terms of like watchability. Yeah. Fun factor. Mm-hmm. Oohs and awes. Laughs yeah. and claps. Yeah, and and that feeling of finally all of these huge names have come yeah, together. Dude. Because even in the X Men movies before this, which you know we don't have to talk about them, but X Two was X Two easily the best. Yeah. Dude, Nightcrawler yeah. in that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then X Men, X Men: Days of Future Past was Days also of Future really Past good. Past is good, mm. and I like First Class. Uh huh. And then Wolverine, the last Wolverine movie. Man, it was so fucking good. That Actually, is good. that is a dark ass. movie. Also, Wolverine, the one in Japan, was really good too. Man, I liked the first of it. Yeah. I didn't really like a lot of uh. the movie. I watched that on tour with Whitechapel in uh-huh. the bus one night while I had a, kind of a cold going on. Oh, well, Being sick on tour sucks. I bet. Being sick on tour sucks. Me and uh, Zach Householder, who yeah. I hope to get on the show sometime soon, especially now that I live in Knoxville. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Bring him on. He's a huge horror fan, too. He's got fucking evil dead knuckle tats, dude. Do what? Yeah. Yeah. So he should be on the show sometime. But we watched that movie, and we were both like, well, it had cool things. I had a lot of fun with it, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. To me, it's a shame that like we have Hugh Jackman, who is the perfect fucking. He's Wolverine. the perfect Wolverine, Al- yeah. although he is like two feet too tall to be Wolverine. That's true. Let's be honest. <laughs> that is true. Wolverine is supposed to be short. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's had like very little great movies to be in. Yeah, you know what that I mean? is true. He he's in a lot of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a waste, man. Mm-hmm. What a waste. Yeah. Any other big titles you want to talk about before we get into Blade? Nah. Well, I mean, De- Deadpool, oh, obviously. Odds, odds, yeah. yeah. Dude, fucking Deadpool movies are great. Flawless. Yeah. I love the Deadpool movies. I'm mm-hmm. a gigantic Deadpool fan. Uh, I love the original. I think it was a four-issue run that Joe Matarara uh-huh. illustrated like way back in the day. I've been a Deadpool nut for yeah. a really long time. So to watch those movies and see that well, again, you know, it's like we talked about before. Whenever you get somebody that gives a shit about the properties, uh huh. guess what? Good things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened with the Wolverine role for Hugh Jackman. That's why he's in so many of the X-Men yeah, movies, because he gave a shit about the fucking role right. and really pushed for it and nailed it every time. Same with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, it tickles me to no end that finally the rest of the world is seeing what i have seen all along in these in these stories of these characters and these mutants and these villains and yeah. so on like finally the world is getting to see how cool that stuff is because 
as a kid growing up and you know late 80s early 90s and stuff it yeah. was just nerd shit it was just dweeb yeah. shit only fucking nerds read comics in animation yeah yeah we had some good animation in the 90s but yeah we didn't we couldn't just go see a comic book movie totally well i mean you know the batman movies the superman movies from the 70s and 80s weren't really Mm-mm. still popular the batman movies got silly pretty quick they did yeah. they did yeah but you know now it's like finally people understand that these characters are cool yeah and their and stories the, are interesting and the fact yeah. that they're fantastical and unrealistic doesn't fucking matter yeah it's it's weird that people were cool with die hard but right, yeah. then like the idea of a superhero is like no way somebody could do that Certainly somebody could grab onto a fire hose and swing off the side of a building <laughs> barefoot and Likely. kick through Likely. like an inch of glass. Yeah, but like somebody like fucking Tony Stark who just happens to be a genius and makes a robo- robotic suit for himself. Geniuses don't exist. Lame. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, geniuses don't exist. <laughs> Only a rumor. I've never, I've never met one. So... All right, Steve, the subject of our show today mm-hmm. is none other than Blurred. 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 Starring Wrestler Snurps. Starring Curse. Curse Sturferser. Curse I'm going to guess this weren't your first time seeing this talkie. No, I, I remember seeing this back in the day. This was still at a time, though. When excitement for comic book movies was always muted. Yeah, the nerds would get riled up, but not yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, I mean, this was Marvel's first financial success. That's crazy to think about, because in, mm-hmm. in my head, this is barely a blip on the radar. Yeah. Like this didn't jumpstart things, like let's say Iron Man did. Like whenever no. Iron Man was such a hit, you were like, this is the start of something huge. Yeah. This movie did really well. Yeah. And then it, it'd be a while before anything else really happened. I mean, it would be 10 years before Iron Man would come out. But this did... The the success of the this obscure character in an R-rated film that is violent and gory... Yeah. That gave Marvel the, the idea for what would eventually become the MCU. That is such a bold move to me. That's one of those things that, like, when you look back at, again, the state of comic books and movies, even just the state of comic books at that time, uh, just considering that they're like, what if we bet on R-rated, starring a black person, not even an A-list character. Yeah, not even an A-list. Like, because Blade is just part of, like, the the Ghost Rider universe. Like, why not go Ghost Rider first? Well, that's going to be too much CG. Why not go with Iron Man? Too much CG. Like, all these other people with all these costumes, too much CG. Yeah. Blade, you need martial arts. You find a guy who can do martial arts. Yeah, and, and the costume is leather and yeah. fucking swords. Like, yeah. it's not like an impossible feat of CGI no. to make this character appear on the screen. So it, I mean, that, that's why one of the first big Marvel flicks was Punisher. Yeah. It's a white it's, guy with guns. Yeah, white guy with guns. <laughs> not, it's not hard. No. Yeah. So the the idea is basically like, okay, well, we can do this in some real basic capacity and see where it goes. Yeah, use this as kind of a barometer. Mm-hmm. And 
it worked. I mean, the the budget was forty five million. They made one hundred thirty one point two million. Wow! So made good money. Ended up being a trilogy that all made money. So that that made it pop because the let's see, this came out in ninety eight. The second one came out in two thousand two. I think the last one came out in two thousand four. Wow! So just I don't know if I've f- ever seen the third one. It's not good. That's not very good. Uh, yeah. uh, but it's only a few years before Iron Man would come out. The the Blade trilogy ends. The X Men movies hadn't started yet. They no. wouldn't come out until two thousand. Spider Man one, I think, came out in two thousand two. Dang! I mean, yeah. this is really the front runner yeah. by a mile. Yeah, I mean, it's it's out before Fantastic Four, X Men, and Spider Man, and it's R rated main title, and it's R rated Black Man movie. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. How in the fuck did this hit? And it did though. Okay. Well, that's the thing is, I think one of the things they thought smartly was it won't cost us a lot in costuming and, and CGI and stuff, and also it's kind of a horror movie and. People go see horror movies. Uh, people are ready for gore and yeah, brutality and stuff whenever yeah. they're thinking horror. Yeah, Right. So if, if you sell them on the horror element, the vampire element, they don't even have to know anything about comic books. That's true. And it's yeah. not like for this story to work, you need to know about fucking Ghost Rider. And no, you don't need to know anything about this universe. Pretty well a freestanding yeah. universe that this yeah. exists in. Yeah, there's no yeah, references I mean, to any other Marvel properties here. No, but this movie does. It, it, it gets bogged down in exposition because does. This, yeah. the obscurity of Blade does have to be explained in yeah. some way. Well, like, it's, it's not like you know everybody yeah. on the street knows fucking... Uncle Ben. Right, uh, yeah. Great power you're not going to get away with that. Yeah, you're not going to get away with just mentioning something because it's so famous. Everybody knows it. Right. But you need to know the origin of Blade, who these vampires he's fighting against are, why he's fighting against them, what their evil plan is, all this stuff. And right. that all involves this deep mythology and stuff. Uh, and they could have skipped it to just make a good action movie, but they did and that's why I think it was smart. It's it's not great to have exposition into the third act, but it was smart of Marvel to test the waters and see how much storytelling they need to be doing. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And just to see, it's like, will people pay attention to this much yeah. lore and mythology and stuff? Yeah. Turns out they will. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, when we talk about Spider-Man, X-Men, and Fantastic Four, those aren't Marvel Studios movies. Right. So Marvel Marvel wasn't fully involved in those the way it was with Blade. Now this is a new line production, but Marvel Studios is entirely involved in it. New Line, the house that Freddy built. Yeah. A so, studio known for horror. Yeah, and so you can see why New Line would be like, okay, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a cool it's a, idea. It's a comic book movie, but it's a vampire Vampires, movie. Yeah. We can work with this. bloody as shit. Yeah, yeah, and you've got a gigantic-ass action star in it and shit. Yeah, Wesley Snipes, of course, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. he'd been well-established for uh-huh. fucking decades by yeah, this point. Yeah, he had already been, uh, White Man Can't Jump had already come out. To fucking Demolition Man. Demolition Man, yeah. He had already He'd already been an action star for a while. So, selling this was probably not as big of a leap as you might think. Just as long as you position it as it's this vampire horror movie with Wesley Snipes, they're going to be... Based on a Marvel property. Based on a Marvel property. Yeah, it's like you can lead with a Wesley Snipes action vampire movie. Yeah. Then, P.S., based on a Marvel property. 
And it's interesting to me to think about this. This must have been something people were looking for because, uh, you know, we just did Interview, which came out in 1994, Interview with the Vampire. Came out in 94, and that was a hit. So vampires were kind of a hit in the mid-90s. And then we've already done a movie called John Carpenter's Vampires, which came out this same year, which is also an action vampire movie about oh. vampire hunters. So there must have been some buzz in Hollywood around the same time yeah, about definitely. it. And, hmm. and that probably helped sell it. I wonder what the missing piece of the vampire puzzle is there yeah that we're forgetting about like there must have been some other novel or movie or tv something series else that came out that that really hit at that time yeah that put vampire in the cultural well zeitgeist. i mean uh angel and buffy that's true didn't they come out around that time i think so yeah I buffy right. i think came out around 98 so maybe maybe that's it yeah maybe, maybe yeah, that yeah but i mean yeah, that's this. what i'm saying is uh yeah vampires were already pretty much hitting in in hollywood around that time so yeah, it's again a good part of the pitch. Not just comic book character, but a vampire hunter. It is funny when you think about just how far ahead of the curve this was. Because like I remember, okay, for one, whenever Deadpool came out and people are like, oh my god, R-rated, R-rated comic movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, that, that was done in 1998. Yeah, they already did that. And they did it as R as you can fucking It's very get. R-rated, yeah. yeah. And then also, too, when it was like Black Panther came out, finally a black Marvel superhero. It's like, Wesley you mean Snipes? like that one from 1998 Blade. with Wesley yeah. Snipes? Okay, so... He's not at, as much of a role model as fucking Black right, Panther, let's right. be honest. But, yeah, l- but. L- let me, since you mentioned that, let me get into the production a little bit. Get in there. Because Wesley Snipes, since he had become famous had been trying to get a Black Panther movie made. Okay. So he had been working with Marvel trying to get this Black Panther movie made. Yeah. Marvel Studios began developing a Blade movie as early as 1992. Whoa. When LL Cool J was interested in playing the role. (laughs) Uncle L? Uncle L. Ladies love Cool James. (laughs) Ladies love Cool James, who Uh we talked about on our fucking Deep Blue Sea episode. So LL... The very same. Yeah, he was interested in playing the lead role in a Blade movie. This is 92, so uh, it's it's probably not going to happen. Same time, Wesley Snipes is trying to get a Black Panther movie made. Wesley Snipes, of course, is a movie star. And LL Cool J at the time is not. So Yeah, no, he wasn't an yeah. actor at that time, so that was very out of nowhere. But it it the Blade movie idea kinda got rolling and then they were thinking New Line had three actors that they were looking at. Wesley Snipes was number one. Okay. Then Denzel Washington and Lawrence Fishburne. I couldn't see Denzel. Yeah, I was gonna say I no. don't think I don't know that Denzel could play this. Ro- I mean, Denzel's played action he's roles, played hard but ass roles he's and stuff. Not like kung fu roles. That's what I was gonna say. Is, yeah. yeah, like he doesn't have that martial arts background yeah. that a character like Blade needs. Yeah. and Lawrence Fishburne, we Cowboy would see, Curtis, we'd see the next year as Morpheus. So, like, Matrix was only a year after this. Yeah, ninety nine. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's uh-huh. crazy. I yeah. didn't think about that. So the Matrix looks a lot like this. It kind of does. Yeah. All that like and black the leather and, and ravers and yeah, uh-huh. and the soundtrack and, and stuff. And the fight scenes and stuff. Yeah. So wow. that could have worked. There's even a scene in this that's very like bullet time mm-hmm. Matrix-esque. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Yeah. So This might be a more influential movie than exactly. I give it credit yeah, for. Yeah, people are overlooking it, I think. This is a very influential movie. Wow. And so they... 
they basically had these three guys they wanted to do. Wesley Snipes really wanted to be Black Panther, but so he's interested in playing a comic book role. And David S. Goyer, who wrote the screenplay, who has written screenplays that you've probably heard of. Okay. Have you ever heard of Batman Begins? I've I've heard of it. Have you heard of Dark Knight? I have heard about Dark Knight. Okay, okay, okay. Did you ever hear of a Batman versus Superman? Uh, mm, Batman. Oh, versus. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Superman. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. ever hear of the show Constantine? This guy's written a lot of comic book stuff. Yeah, apparently he might be a fucking dork, dude. I bet he's got. I bet he's got his ankles showing from his high water pants. <laughs> yeah, but his glasses are taped together. He's, he's always carrying books. Just cheese. ready to be knocked out of his hand. You want to get some cheese? Everybody got any cheese? He probably says Remember, things yeah, like that. Only nerds eat cheese. <laughs> what? What? I don't know. Not what? But he also wrote a movie that came out in 1998 that was also an influence on The Matrix. Dark City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. This movie had a big influence on The Matrix, I no think, kidding. as well as Dark City. Dark City, so David one of the Gordon. more underrated flicks, yeah. I think, ever. I think The Matrix actually ripped Dark City it did. really, sure. really hard. Yeah, I would say so. Damn, so this had some pretty serious firepower. It did. Going behind it, it did. on the production side of things. They wanted Jet Li to play Deacon Frost. Okay. But he yeah. had already Another signed... martial arts badass. Yeah, and that would have been awesome. That would have been fine, yeah. But he had already signed on for Lethal Weapon 4. Was so, Frost a character from the comic, or did they make yes, him up Yes, Deacon Frost, okay. and uh, I believe Deacon Frost and Blade were introducing the same issue of Tales of Dracula or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like I that. think that's right. Yeah. yeah. It was like late 70s, I Yeah, think? late 70s. Was he always black? Was Blade always black? Blade was always black. In fact, the early version of Blade wasn't exactly like the Blade that we see in the movie. He was less less angry and more of just like broad 70s black character who okay. just hated vampires all right okay more yeah. like like fucking dolomite that yeah he vamps. had like an afro and he would say very stereotypical black really? stuff but the the creator he sort of the creator of blade he sort of put blade down because he didn't feel like he was a good enough to write a good enough writer to write him yet and took him back up a few late a few years later and made him this much more complex character. That's cool. But then the movie changed Blade again. Because Blade in the movie isn't a vampire. He's not a daywalker. Or in the comic book. In books. the comic books. He okay. wasn't a, a vampire. He wasn't a daywalker. Oh. He just had... Was he just human? He had received some of the vampire's strength and stuff as his mother was bitten as she was giving birth to him. Oh, okay, so that was but still part of the lore. It was still the same sort of story, but he wasn't an actual vampire like hmm. he is in this. Yeah. But they went back the next year after this came out and changed, they retconned the character and had him be bitten by Morbius. So he has these vampire traits, but he also uses that serum to sort of keep them at bay. Yeah, fight the bloodlust. Yeah. Which honestly, I, I kind of find a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it's than just, way more interesting. Yeah, a guy who's a human that happens to have cool vampire powers. Right. Like it's kind of cooler that he is hunting down the thing that he himself is. Yeah, you know, he so, hates them and he is. He and is he them. is them at yeah. the same time. Yeah, like that's a really cool kind of set of traits to have in a character. Yeah. So that works pretty well. See, the, the Blade comics I never read. Like there was this weird sect of like 
Okay, so many Marvel comics back in the day were Comics Code approved. Yeah. And very fucking whatever, kid-friendly and stuff like that. I grew up super conservative. Right. So you didn't, you didn't get to see the darker one. No. Yeah. So like I never really got to get issues of Ghost Rider or yeah. Blade or, or any of those kinds of things. I, I was fortunate in that I could pick up a issue of Ghost Rider with a completely black cover that has like an embossed devil face on it and my mom was like okay oh dude that could never yeah. make its way in the mouse <laughs> i bet that seriously like when we were kids before we knew each other i bet that you were probably like the other grubby fucking tennessee kid uh-huh. prow- prowling through long boxes at the flea market yep. next to me and, yeah and i was like that kid gets to get the cool stuff uh-huh. yeah that i that's where i got a lot of ghost rider and blade comic books back in the day it was at the morristown flea market Wait, wait, wait. Were, did you ever happen to slap a stack of comics out of a kid's hands and go, get out of my face, bull cut? Well, yeah, but I did that weekly. That could have been you. That was me. Oh, it was you every week? That was me every fucking week, oh. man. Oh, that explains why I remember saying, you, Ben Eller, I am slapping these out of your hand. Bowl cut. Bowl cut. And I said, that bowl is not smoking. Don't soil my issues of sad sack and the Sarge. Sad sack and the Sarge. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great comic. It wasn't. No. Not good. Not good. Family friendly, though. But yeah, yeah. uh, I remember reading Blade and Ghost Rider, and they were so far above my head. I I did not like. I didn't get them, but they looked so cool. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, such damn interesting stuff. Ghost Rider with his Uh flaming skull head, motorcycle. Yeah, badass shit. It was. It was. It was. And that was. I mean, in the '90s, as a tween, and then early teen. Reading comics really was just about what looked the coolest. It wasn't yeah. about stories. I remember well, the we, first... we grew up in like the art heyday. Yeah. You know, where it was really just kind of the drawings. I remember matter. the first time I got that stories were important. Imper- important. So I had seen Grindel in the Wizard magazine yeah, so many times. I, I thought saw it, Grindel never looked read it. so fucking he cool. He badass, dude. So the comic book shop in downtown Jefferson City had. The six issue, I think it was a six issue run of uh, Grendel, Four Devils, One Hell, and I uh-huh. bought it and started reading it, and it was like, oh shit, story. Yeah, they're telling stories. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. And the art was like so interesting and cool. Art was sick, yeah, dude. So that was when I started to realize I could read it for stories. But I remember reading those Blade and Ghost Rider comics and being like, I this is so far above my head, dude. I did, and this is confession time. I got another confession to make. <laughs> Let's hear it. Dude, my mom, if she's listening, she's going to be so pissed. I bet she listens a lot. There were a few times mm-hmm. that me and my, my mom and my dad and my brother, we might all get in the car and go to that flea market, right? Yeah. Up in Morristown. Morristown. And, uh, you know, we're talking open air gravel parking lot. Uh-huh. Really yeah. shady yep. flea market. I might go off and be like, hey, hey, mom. Me and my bowl cutter are going to go find some comic books. Bye. Uh-huh. And I might just, you know, venture off on my own, find a comics dealer. I might have bought an issue of Ghost Rider or two. Uh-huh. Threw away the bag and board. <gasps> slipped them behind a slightly what? more innocent looking comic. Damn. And brought that shit home. Ben, what did you buy? 
Archie. I bought this. I bought this and this and this Archie and Jughead. Uh huh. But behind it, boom. Fucking Ghost Rider. <laughs> I did that a time or two. I really, really did. That's awesome. Sorry, mom. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Yeah, why would you be sorry? No. She was being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's oh, funny. Man. Dude, yeah. Very conservative. Very, very conservative. It's directed by Stephen Norrington, who didn't do much before this and then basically just did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen after this. Oh, which is something. It's a yeah, movie I've seen. It's not. I mean, the comic is great. League okay, of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but no. the movie. But that's no. kind of all this guy did. Kind of all he did. I mean, when you watch this movie, I mean, oh, let's let's be clear. This isn't the fucking greatest. No, movie it's not of a great time. movie, and it's not even like a top twenty uh, comic book movie. Not now, probably. Yeah, yeah not, not now. Not by this point, but at but... the time. Damn. It's very competently yeah. made. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, well, I can yeah. see why that guy quit working. He sucks as a director. Like, no, no. Not, not really. No, it's a good good movie. Well, it's made. very competently mm-hmm. done, man. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what happened there. Hmm. David S. Goyer, of course, has gone on to do a ton more. So it's interesting. Wow. Cast. Wesley Let's Snipes. Get in this cast yeah. here a little Wesley bit. Wesley Snipes is, uh, I mean, he's been doing martial arts since he was 12. Wow. He's like a fourth degree black belt or something. I don't know what that fully means or whatever. <laughs> but he's a badass. But he's a, he's a legit badass. And so to have a guy who can do the actual martial arts in the role instead of having to bring in a stuntman, I, I would assume for every other shot, most of the fights, he's doing insane shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's, as far as I understand, that is Wesley Snipes in every shot. Damn. He's a badass, badass, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I really could have thought of anybody who would have been better for the role of Blade at this time, man. I mean, he really is a really good balance of being, yeah, hard ass and like mysterious. Yeah. You need a broody guy to be be Blade. So Marshall Ali will play that element. I don't know him. Who's that? uh, Have you seen Moonlight? Yes. Well, he he's in. Yeah, and, and you can see amazing. it. You can see it just thinking uh, of him. Like, yeah. yeah, he can do it. He's, he's going to take some training, though. I mean, Wesley Snipes already had years and years of training up to yeah, this. No he's going to take some training to do it. But yeah, I think I think he'll be able to play it. But Wesley Snipes, I'm sure they considered bringing him back in. It's probably just one of those things where it's like, well, then people would want to connect the old movies. Yeah, to the they'll new think movies. it's a sequel. Yeah. They'll think it's like Blade Four. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. He's, he's like, ha- I mean, he's having like a since he's out. He went to jail in like 2010 for yeah, tax evasion. Yeah. Since then, though, he's had sort of a career renaissance. So really nice. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if the new one is going to be connected to these at all. It's just a retcon. It's just a start over. Yeah, it's just starting completely over, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that's happened in the MCU since then. Yeah. It kind of makes more sense to do it that way. Yeah. Well, that's cool news about that casting. I look forward to seeing that guy. Uh, yeah, but Wesley Snipes in this role, I think is pretty sick. He, uh, he does get a a bit quippy. He does. There's a, yeah, it's, he's got some interesting lines. He's got some zingers in here. Yeah. Such as some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. Always trying to ice skate up. (laughs) That's something people say, right? You may wake up one day, find yourself extinct. Oh man, that that blew my mind as I was writing it down. First off, not only do you find you are dead, you find your entire species is extinct, 
but somehow you woke up. What the hells? It's crazy. Pretty intense stuff. And he also says motherfucker several times, which I appreciated. Very many times. Yeah. <laughs> very, very many times. Yeah, th- this movie definitely did not have its uh, like language filter yeah. on. I didn't, know, I didn't know it was R when I first started watching it again. I didn't, I didn't remember it, it no. being R. And it's, uh, it's pretty quick where it's just like blood everywhere and fuck, 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 fuck. And yeah. I was like, yes. Okay. This is a hard R movie for sure. <laughs> Yeah, he's good in this. Like I said, all of his action stuff that he does, I think, is is fantastic. He's one of those guys that you can watch him on screen and be like, yeah, he actually knows what he's doing. He's been trained in the fighting styles. He's been trained in handling weapons, guns, yeah. and, and uh, fucking swords and stuff yeah. like this. Like, he seems to know his way around combat. Mm-hmm. And a tribal tattoo. And a tribal tattoo. Yeah, that's 90s as hell. (laughs) Which, you know, if you guys listened to our interview with the vampire episode last week, we were talking about how, I guess, in that world, when you get bit, you're permanently stuck as how you were when you got bit. But in this world, vampires age, but they age slower. A lot slower, yeah. A lot slower, yeah. And I would assume... You can get tattoos as a vampire. He looks that way, I I would imagine, because they they seem... He has a healing factor, for sure. But, well, yeah, I don't know. Because he has one. He has several tattoos. Yeah, Yeah, so I assume it it has to work. Actually, it might just heal faster. It gets fuzzy, though. Yeah. When you think about how, like, Stephen... Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff's character Uh in this, like, he's got that scar on his face from before he was a vampire. Right. So it doesn't heal past Mm -hmm. wounds. It would seem as though Stephen Dorff is stuck how he was when he got turned, I guess. That's weird. A little fuzzy. A little fuzzy on the lore. Okay. Well, okay, but a a tattoo's not scar tissue. It's introduction of ink into this the skin yeah but it does seem like if you had a healing factor it would reject that i would think yeah yeah i would think it would heal over and stuff hmm so i don't know okay a little fuzzy yeah. right there. that is a little fuzzy yeah steven dorf is that guy who i see and i'm like i know him but i don't know who he is uh he's the guy who wants to take his freedom back uh in what uh, oh, because you know how people can't just smoke and blow their smoke in your face while you're eating food now? He oh, was pissed right. about that. Seriously? Yeah. Like a lot of smokers. Like was, in real life, he was really pissed about that? Uh, I'm not sure if he was in real life, but he was in a commercial for a vape cigarette. Oh, fucking seriously? Yeah, and he was like, we got to take our freedom back. Jesus And that's Christ. how his voice sounds, and it's almost like, boy, you... If you put two and two together here, you taking your freedom back and that horrendous voice of yours <laughs> kind of go together. <laughs> we gotta take our freedom back. Oh my god, dude. But, like, do you know anything else that I know him from? That's what uh, he was in True Detective he... Season 3. Have you watched that? No. Also Marshall Ali. Um, what is he in? Uh, the Gate. Is, that, is he in The Gate? Is he in The Gate? He's in a horror movie from the 80s. I think it may have been The Gate. Okay. Mm. He's one of those names that, like, I know that he's I know other Stephen stu- Dorf, He's in other but... stuff. You've definitely seen him, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah. What do you think about him in this? Uh, okay. He's kind of scuzzy, kind of shitty. Yeah. He's this, like, turned yeah. vampire. And he but plays he got... that role well. He actually yeah. kind of has almost, like, I would say that it, they were going for a Lestat-type feel. 
It's got kind of a Draco Malfoy sort of oh, ism yeah. about okay. him a little yeah. bit, you know? Yeah, and uh, I I think it's interesting to know that they considered Jet Li for that role because I wonder how he would have played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Steven Dorff probably plays that role better, though Jet Li would have been better in the fights for sure. For sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that he's pretty good in this. I think he does a good job of being kind of like smarmy yeah. and kind of elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also thinking yeah, he's, he's doing actor. the right yeah. thing. Yeah, know? he's a good actor in general. I mean, stuff he's in, he tends to do a great job. I I don't know. I just, I don't know that the final fight between him and Blade has the stakes that I want it to, even though they keep adding more and more exposition to try to up the stakes. Yeah. The whole time I'm like paying attention to Blade and all the cool stuff he's doing and then also on the side, you got Steven Dorff doing cool stuff that's like, I'm going to take down all these old ass vampires or whatever. But then when they kind of meet together, I, I wish there had been some more friction in the middle to okay. kind of lead up to that point. I can some see more, that. Because then they have to explain that, oh, Steven Dorff was the one who turned you because he killed your mom. Oh, yeah, and that's a very like late near in the, the movie end twist. of the movie. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. That should have been revealed way earlier. That would have been good. Yeah, then the final fight matters instead of it being like, oh, I'm the one who turned you. Now let's fight. Yeah. The end of movie. <laughs> yeah, it is very, very last minute with that revelation. Yeah. That, that was one of those things that when it got to that point in the movie, which... It's a pretty long movie. Y'all. Yeah, it's a two-hour movie. Yeah. yeah, and it it it's all of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I'm not gonna say that it drags, but it's yes, just it they fit feels a lot. Like a two-hour. They movie. fit a lot into two hours. Yeah, a whole lot of story. By the time that that revelation came, yeah, it just yeah, it's so much had already like, happened where it's like okay, okay, whatever. yeah, it's like by that point yeah. it's like okay, I see the stakes are high. Yeah. Also, he turned him. The stakes okay. are already high because he killed Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Who we also should talk about is in Definitely. this movie yeah. and I think nails it. Yeah, I think he's fucking yeah. awesome in this, man. But that that was enough, right? Shouldn't that have been enough that he killed Chris Christopherson? Yeah, his fucking buddy, man. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so, but yeah, they just felt the need to take it one higher but it and, is go, a, I, and go full Joker with Batman, yeah. I killed your parents, Jack I, Napier. I'll tell you what may have happened because I'm thinking about it now and I, like, I'm saying out Excuse loud. Excuse me, I said Jack Napier, Joe Chill is who I'm oh, sorry. yeah. Not Jack Napier. Jack Napier did not kill Batman's parents. For sure. You're going to get Jack Napier killed. Yeah, I'm sorry, You know guys. Batman's sorry. listening. I do. He sorry. calls in every week. <laughs> hey, it's Batman. Yeah. It's a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, so, yeah. Saying it out loud, saying that him, Chris Christopherson getting killed should be enough, is right. But then watching the movie, it wasn't. I remember in watching the movie, by the time it got to that point, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I just, it still wasn't invested enough. And I think, well, what happened was the original cut of this movie is 140 minutes. So God two hours and 20 damn. minutes. Damn. 20? Yeah. You couldn't tell this story in less than two hours? <laughs> That's a good, yep, good question. Woof. Then when they showed it to test audiences, test audiences hated it. Oh, Couldn't no. follow it at all. Wow. So they delayed releasing it for six months so they could go back and do reshoots and hard edit to the movie. I and mean, that's a bad sign. You yeah, know, it is. You know? So when this, the fact that this movie still kind of succeeds in being interesting and fun and was able to get a sequel that is far superior and, and a really good comic book movie, that's surprising. But 
they they pulled out they pulled it out they pulled out of 140 minutes doing wow. some some recuts and some some edits they pulled it into a passable movie actually got something out yeah of it. wow what about old Chris Christopherson in here? Yeah, man? he's uh, he's scuzzy as shit. He is he's, just a crusty, yeah, nasty like. And nails it. He's perfect for it. He's kind of like a bad version of the dude. Yes, you know, like uh-huh. he's totally got that. <laughs> like, uh, if, like if the dude were e- everything opposite of himself. Yeah. Yeah. If the dude was like from Morristown, uh-huh. I think he'd be this guy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I think he's great in this, man. Yeah, he is. He does a really good job. Yeah. He's he's really good and uh, portrays the character well, and it just the level of people in this is all like how do I how do I say this? The scuzzy level of people in this is all about the same. So the yeah. vampires and the heroes, yeah, lots of scuzz buckets. It's here. just scuzzy, like yeah. it's just this gross underworld. And again. That is Blade. That is the comic books. How did this... How was this the movie they worked from 1992 to make, though? Like, I don't know. How was that the one Marvel was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, put all the millions into this one. And, uh, and again, they nailed it. Like, yeah. They still hit it. So they they really must have done some amazing research that really like just realized if we put wesley snipes as a vampire killer this shit will hit i think there must have been some sort of like prophecy that was foretold by a witch oh yeah probably you yeah, know yeah. it was probably really vague the marvel witch division is pretty huge pretty large really. I, in the 80s it got lowered because they were going out of business almost sure, yeah. but they've upped it Came back pretty hard. Yeah. Paid off in spades. <laughs> they they have three witches come in and do a spell, and they're <laughs> the like Sanderson sisters. You're gonna cover blade <laughs> tackle. And they're like, okay, we're gonna do a blade movie. We'll I, do guess. A blade, I guess. The who's gonna saw? Who's gonna star in it? Mahershala Ali. Is that Wesley Snipes? No. <laughs> what? What? I thought I was clear. <laughs> We've got some other really cool characters in this too, man. I love yeah. the dude that plays Quinn. Like Quinn oh, is this Donald guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like kind of a shitbag, hateable accomplice uh-huh. guy. Yeah, but who just can't be killed. Yeah, he gets just he's so powerful, obliterated yeah. time and time and time again. He is just like a fucking blood bag. This mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah. He's really fun, really funny. Donald Logue's always good. I mean, even in shit. He, he's, he's what else good. do I know him from? Of course, you know him from Reindeer Games, your favorite movie. Uh, Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. <laughs> what else do you know him from? Ghost Rider? He was in one of the Ghost Rider movies, for okay. sure. Okay, all right. Uh, he had a, a CBS sitcom. Really? He did. I think everybody's had a CBS sitcom. I had that one. Yeah. A couple of years ago. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. What was that called again? Don't ben blame, and Kate? It, no, it was, no that was Fox. Don't blame my bowl cut. Oh, don't blame my bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy how CBS releases a sitcom and like before it comes out, they say the number one new sitcom. What does that mean? Number one new sitcom. I have no fucking idea. And then somehow they release it and suddenly it's three seasons. It's like, oh, uh, wait, this what? has already been around for years? How did Mike and what? Molly last like eight years? What the fuck? Did it really? Big Bang Theory was 12 seasons. 12 seasons of this joke. 
<laughs> Nerds. Bazinga. <laughs> She's hot and they're not. <laughs> it's funny, right? Yeah. It's real funny. And people were just like, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. 14 million people <laughs> More, a, a week. Yes. Jesus, yep. dude. That's crazy, man. Anyway, yeah, so Donald Logue, he, he is probably one of the best parts of the movie. He's, he's really into his role, and his role's funny. Yeah, he's hateable and likable yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm. One of the characters in this that I absolutely did not remember is whatever dude's name is that plays Pearl. Oh, Pearl. Yeah. Holy shit. That's, I mean, first off, an awesome gross character. Yeah. And then also an awesome gross scene. It really is. Yeah. It kind of reminds you of like the, the 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 gluttony guy in Seven. Yes. Yeah. I read that like they had something like fucking seven hundred pounds of latex skin and stuff on this guy. Jesus. And it took like uh, I don't know whatever sixteen people to operate this costume. Because like we watched the I bet scene. That was hot as fuck. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Well, they said they had like lines of cold air being pumped yeah. into the costume because it yeah. was just in fuego in there. Mm. Like, we watched that scene, and it's just so out of nowhere, like, what the fuck is uh-huh. this shit? I went and, like, that's re- rewound and watched it That's real deep investment into the comics. That's what this movie, like... The willingness to get weird. Yeah, the willingness... That, that's why I say this seems like a test. It seems like they were like, okay, we have an idea for a way we want to release our movies, but we need to test and see if we can get yeah. as weird as we want to get. Like, yeah, totally. How violent? Do, does how, it have to be Spider-Man? Can how obscure? It be, yeah, can it be more obscure? Yeah. Can it be vulgar? Can it be violent? Can yeah. it be disgusting and weird? And, and they learned a lot from this. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, that, that whole Pearl scene is so yeah. fucking strange. Is Especially, that a character from the book? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah? I believe so. Okay. Not positive on that. but That weird voice and stuff, too. Yeah. But it looks amazing. Like I went back and rewatched it to be like, is this CG or is this real? Oh, it's so in- it's real. I it's mean, fucking latex. I guess the burn effect is CG. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, but she then afterwards with that UV it's light. real. Like they do a CG sort of effect, but then they must change the latex or something because that looks real afterwards. The the burn effect. Yeah, it does. Yeah, there was something that I read about how, again, I guess the apparent original script was like way darker and more gruesome and stuff there was stuff about how he's like so obese and nasty because like he loves like eating the hearts of children or some shit sounds about right yeah there's like apparently some real fucked up lore about pearl Mm -hmm. that got cut but yeah that scene to me was just like really it's (laughs) it snapped me awake i'll put it that way you know yeah so i i i would say that this movie despite not really being a horror movie. Yeah. It has those elements that are horror. The the makeup effects, the gruesomeness, the blood, and it also is about vampires. This sounds a lot like a horror movie. Sounds, uh, it might be the closest we're going to get with a Marvel comic movie to totally. a horror movie. Now, of course, a lot of these comic book movies are very dependent on their on their special effects and stuff. Uh, thankfully, within the past you know decade or so, several yeah. years, we've gotten to the point to where the technology can really bring these things to life. Yeah, and I think that but this was 1998. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think they've learned to not rely on cutting edge technology now to go with the stuff that yeah. is tried and true and still looks good after a few years and give the super new stuff yeah. a few years to refine yeah. itself 
Because this stuff, this CGI is, is like, I mean, it it's like a Phantom Menace rubbery bullshit. It, it's really yeah. bad. It's really bad. It's, like, it's I mean, like, even worse than Phantom Menace. Oh, uh, sure. yeah. yeah. The Th- original, this looks like, this looks like a, a fucking 3DO game. In the original ending that they showed to those test audiences, uh, La, La Magra... Yeah, uh, which the is blood god or whatever. Yeah, the the blood god who then inha- who inhabits uh, Stephen Dorff's character, yeah. Deacon Frost. He he turns into this large like blood hurricane sort of thing. Okay, and it looked so bad like the Tasmanian that they couldn't, Devil. they couldn't fix it. That they had to go back and reshoot a fight between Wesley Snipes and Stephen Dorff. Oh my god. Well, and considering how crap some of the CGI that made its way yeah, into the movie is... it looks is, real bad. That must have been really mm-hmm. fucking bad. Yeah, the, the the practical stuff all looks great still. It does, yes. And the CGI looks terrible. Well, that's the thing, is like the stuff where, like, let's say like the fight scenes and the scenes where, yeah. obviously, like, you know, Snipes is on a wire and stuff mm-hmm. like that that they have digitally removed. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, in the credits, there's an entire section of like digital wire removal. Yeah, like, that used to be that used a to be a unit. whole team yeah, instead exactly. of one guy who just joined the team. Yeah, just fucking yeah. erased it. Yeah, no big <laughs> deal. Like that was a whole team of people yeah. that had to remove wires. All of that stuff looks good. It looks like Hollywood movie effect stuff that we yeah. know and love. But then when the CGI comes in. It's really fucking bad. It's bad, it's yeah. It's really bad. That scene towards and, and the they end avoid of the movie. It. They avoid it mostly yeah. until the end of the movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And and so we've got like the dozen or so vampires that are standing around. They get zapped by the, like that lightning. And, okay. The idea here is cool. Mm-hmm. That they have these like weird skeleton demon things that like pry their way out of their mouths. Yeah. It is a cool idea. It's a cool idea, but yeah. man, when you see it, it looks really, really shitty. Like, the whole idea that... I guess these people have a human skeleton, but also a bat skeleton Yeah, they have creature? a double skeleton. A double yeah, skeleton. Yeah, because a, a skull is coming out of their mouth yeah. skull. Yeah. So they've got a double skeleton. Yeah, I, I that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That seems real silly to me. It also looks bad. So that just got that going for it. That's the kind of thing that they really just should have been like, you know what? Just make their souls come out of smoke. Yeah, That'd that would have been fine. That'd be fine. Yeah, and That's it's one easier. Of those it's easier to animate. I would exactly. imagine. Exactly. I wonder if there was something maybe in one of the comics where you know, like a a a, a bat vampire. I'm sure skeleton demon emerged from the the skin of a human, and they're yeah. like, yeah, do it that way. There's some things that just look better on a comic book page than of course, but yeah, because screen, you know? drawing is something we've been doing for thousands of years. Uh, computer animation is a little newer, pretty new, yeah. And even just like some of the like little like blood trickle effects and stuff yeah. like that. That I that I don't really know why bad. they couldn't have done that practical. I know, like, right? That like, that seems like it would have been way easier to do. Practically. It seems like it would because there's so many shots where like you can see the blood is like vibrating. It's like where the camera is moving, but yeah. there's supposed to be blood trickling down one of the little wells after Blade gets like drained uh-huh. and stuff. Again, it looks like a 3DO game or a Sega CD or something like that. It looks really shitty. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Nah, I'd say that the CGI is really one of the biggest drawbacks yeah the cgi and the just 
epic levels of exposition that come in are whole probably lot. the worst. Whole lot of exposition. What we, about all this like fucking prophecy stuff? I was never clear on this whole. <laughs> yeah, the, the okay, so one. The, it's yeah, the Book of Erebus, the Vampire Bible, the the prophecy, the yeah, translations of the pages, the fucking you got to sacrifice twelve vampires, yeah, then they got to be covered in the blood. It's all, of the it's chosen all a little and, like it's a little too much for the movie but it's also like where like wouldn't okay this is what i wouldn't think i would say marvel learned from the blade movie yeah start as simple as possible start with the simplest level of the character so you have iron you don't have iron man versus hydra you have iron man get taken by these terrorists and he's got to figure out what to do and he makes this make iron suit, suit. Yeah. and because he's made this iron suit this has inspired others to potentially make the suit now he has to fight the person who is his main enemy who is also his business partner obadiah stain there's always time Very, to grow later yes but just, at the same time yeah. maybe they thought that this was their one chance to tell their whole story that's true. That's that's what I'm guessing they thought with yeah. this movie, and what I'm guessing Marvel learned with this movie is that's not going to be the People case. People will stick around for the People whole story. People will stick around later, for yeah. the whole story. Well, it's like what we talked about Take about it slow. Uh, fucking House of a Thousand Corpses, where it's like, yeah. it's almost as if Rob Zombie is like, I have one chance to tell my entire Yeah, and at that time ethos. it seemed like he did. Well, it seemed likely. Yeah, yeah, but now it's like, well, if he had it back, he probably wouldn't have tried to tell such a big story. Yeah, because this yeah. movie does try to tell a pretty... Pretty mm-hmm. grandiose story. And it could you, you be. Said, you said earlier it felt like one of those classic 12-issue miniseries. Yes. That they were like, yeah, you can do that in an hour 50. And you can't. <laughs> Plus an origin story. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like, can't. okay, not only is it an entire 12-issue miniseries, uh-huh. but it's also the origin story of the character, too. And it's like, yeah. that's way too much shit to try to cram in. It would movie. be a much better uh, story to introduce a vampire hunter introduce the concept that he's hunting vampires, give him one particular vampire to be after, and discover near the end there's this much larger world of vampires. That'd be fine. Yeah. That opens up sequel Sequels, possibilities. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, Morbius and all this yeah. other stuff. So you don't have to start with the Book of Erebus and all that shit. Right. <laughs> like you just yeah, start yeah. with something more... Grounded. ground level yeah yeah for yeah. sure so they definitely learned from this while also making a ton of money doing it so i imagine they i imagine marvel looks back on blade happily that's the thing yeah we can complain about all this stuff but people watch the fuck out of it yeah because so... they were starving for this type of thing yeah. they were i mean we again we had yet to see x-men fantastic four and spider-man which all came in the early 2000s well yeah. x-men in 2000 so this this is the one comic book movie that came along for Marvel and actually did it. Sp- Superman had come along already, and those movies had already kind of fallen out of favor by the mid-80s. Yeah. Where people were just like, okay, that's boring. Sure. Then we get Batman, and we see it can go dark, but that's all we're getting. They won't give us anything else. It's just Batman for years, and Marvel can come along and introduce all these other characters that yeah. can be very interesting. I will say, even though, you know, we're obviously very critical of the CG here, there are some pretty cool and gruesome deaths yes. in this. That scene whenever they take fucking Udo Kier. Uh-huh, Udo Kier's in what this. What the fuck? He's yeah. in this. They take him out to the beach. Mm-hmm. 
and make him watch the sunrise. And yeah, he, like they've got some weird like vampire sunblock they wear. That's okay. Yeah. All right. So here's <laughs> here's the issue. Yeah. So I understand they're out there. They're all in leathers. They're all in like motorcycle helmets. That I get. Yeah. They're blocked from the sun. But at first, that does make sense. They're just wearing sunblock. They're just wearing sunblock. Yeah. So okay. So what you're telling me is that the UV inhibitors in the sunblock yeah. are what are keeping them alive. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you'd have to get every square inch. Yeah. Not even a tiny little bit could be not I'm talking covered. your hair part. Mm-hmm. I'm talking your eyelids. Also, does that mean your eyeballs don't need to it be It would protected? have made more sense to do that scene as a creep show type scene. Have him wake up on the beach tied up or something yes. and them on a monitor talking to him. Or just in their, their leathers and motorcycle gear. Like yeah, a welding yeah completely covered as they were with that. Yeah. That would have been fine. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, obviously, I realize like it's hard to characterize who's who. Yeah, it's hard to care are. at that point. Yeah, exactly. If it's just everybody's dressed in all black and you can't see who's who. That's why you put name tags on them. Oh, hello, hi, my, my name, name is Deacon, is Deacon Frost. <laughs> yeah, that way they'd know. It's like if you're unclear about who is killing you, it is I. Hello, my name is Deacon Frost, uh-huh. and so on. But yeah, there's there's just like little things like that you can really poke holes in in yeah. the lore with when you think about that kind of thing. But yeah, that death scene is really cool. There's some other cool, gruesome scenes in here. I love whenever that uh, so he's. Blade has that like trick sword. Yeah, it's got like a hill safety that, on it. Yeah, with the safety. Yeah, you you have to press a button, otherwise after a few yeah. seconds it and it like blows dude's hand off. Yeah, the whole like huge swelling head when they're exposed to the EDTA. That looks complex. great. I it's mean, pretty it, sick, it, man. It, it could look better for sure. But the way but they it film it is cool. smart. I like the way they did it. Honestly, yeah. it really reminds me a lot of the way that. Things look in Planet Terror. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whenever uh-huh. they start like swelling and yeah. blowing up and inflating after yeah. they haven't had their like serum or whatever, uh-huh. it looks a lot like that. Actually, that's like yeah, it really does. You're right. Yeah, and it's cool. Uh-huh. And the camera's kind of doing this like shaky thing, and you're like, uh-huh. what the fuck is going on? So cool. It looks. I, cool. It's a cool idea. I again, I wish it had come along a little earlier in the movie yeah, instead same. of that, that late in the movie. It's in yeah. the third act, yeah. yeah. He's fighting those two and he injects them with the stuff yeah. and yeah, their heads like swell up. So funny. And there's cool. just like a bucket of blood that uh-huh. gets thrown <laughs> from off camera. Yeah. Very cool. And like I said, I even like whenever Frost gets kind of exploded towards you. Yeah. I think that that effect is actually It's a pretty cool effect, yeah. Pretty bitchin'. Works pretty well for me. Blade rips out a guy's throat and then throws the throat at his <laughs> next victim. Eat throat. It's he so said. quick that I had never noticed it before, but watching <laughs> it last night, I saw it and I was like, what? That's Dude. like Roadhouse. That was fucking awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. I totally missed that somewhere in there. <laughs> I don't remember him tearing a throat out and throwing tears it at the throat somebody. Out, then reaches back, throws it at the next guy, and punches him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Eat throat ass wipe. That's so awesome, yeah. man. Dude, I loved how Blade's mom, I guess, wanted to fuck wanted him. Wanted to fuck him, I guess, yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, if they had established some Lestatian hedonism to the vampires before that, I would get it. Because it would be uh, like, uh, what does uh, it matter? But, but, but mother, son, incest. This is not ever. Yeah, it's a, it's a taboo. Cool. It's a taboo, but like. They didn't even set up the idea that they break taboos. 
So it's yeah. like so far out there once it comes along. It's I like, wait, she, what? Dude, Why is she trying to fuck her kid? I just think the actress playing her just really liked Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Like they were like, can you please stop trying to fuck him? And <laughs> nope. she was like, no, I cannot. Not happening. Sorry. Yeah. This shoot's going to be over in a few hours. This and... dude don't pay taxes. So <laughs> I got to get a piece <laughs> of that. Yeah. That to me was really... That was so weird. Really strange yeah. out of nowhere, man. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't fit. I wish she, they had done something more of along the lines of like, I don't know, maybe she weasels some information out of him by acting motherly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there's that of, one scene like right before he kills her where she, he like goes in for like a, a hug where uh-huh. it's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. I just want to be close to my mom or whatever. Yeah. That's very different than this like sexy mom thing that happens earlier in the movie. Yeah. That was very strange. Yeah, it was very strange. (laughs) I agree with that. What do you think about the very end of this movie where we get this like scene in Moscow and shit and like Blade's there kicking Zangief's Yeah, he's vampire hunting around the world. It's awesome. Apparently that was supposed to be Morbius at the end of the movie. Was it? The original idea. Oh yeah, I, I, and, um, director Stephen Norrington was going to portray Morbius. I do remember reading that. Yeah. Okay. That would have been a that great, been great setup. That would have been an awesome setup. Uh, knowing what... Because I did start to watch the sequel, and it actually... The sequel is so much better. Okay, it's so... such a good fucking movie, and it it, it caught... Uh, I got yeah. caught up in it before I left to come to record this, because I just got so into it, because it's a much more, like, fast-paced... And the world's already established, so you don't have to keep doing these exposition moments... And also, what's his name? The guy from The Walking Dead and Death Stranding. Fuck. That guy. That guy. He's in it. He he does a good job. And it's directed by Guillermo del Toro. Whoa. Yeah. Guillermo the Bull? Guillermo of the Bull. Really? Uh-huh. Dude, so it's been so long since I watched Blade that this was effectively the first time that I'd seen it. Yeah. Like, well, I, it, I think I watched it once, probably around the year 2000. Well, if you're looking for a treat... All the Blade movies are on Hulu, oh, so sick. might as well go ahead and watch part two. No need to watch three. Okay. <laughs> There's, well, it's not good. But enough about The Godfather. Yes. <laughs> uh, please, watch two. Don't watch three. Actually, that. that is true of The Godfather. Yeah. Part two is probably the best part, and no need to watch three. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember, though, even though I don't remember anything about this movie... I remember that Blade 2 was really badass. It is. I remember really enjoying that. But weirdly enough, in my head, I thought that the whole like blood rave thing that starts Blade 1... Happened in Blade 2. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is this like a, a Mandela because that, thing or what? that blood rave is badass. It's badass. It is. And dude, like the way that the movie starts with fucking Tracy Lords. Tracy Lords, f- former accidental child porn star. Whoopsie Daisy. Not accidental, accidental child on porn her star. side, but accidental on the other side. She used a fake ID to she become did a porn purpose. star. Yeah. She did it on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Bless her heart. Yeah. Bless her. Yeah. She wanted to make money. I get it. Whatever. Her leading this guy into this club. He's having a good time. He's partying. He wants to get a drink. Things are getting weird. And then this crazy blood rain starts coming down. Yeah. And the music and soundtrack is like super intense and everybody's getting covered in this blood mm-hmm. and you see fangs and, and then shit. You start seeing hearing some hissing, some of that famous vampire hissing. <laughs> but they are there's also some growling in yeah, there. Yeah, there is, yeah. yeah. It's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like that scene gets 
super claustrophobic. Yeah. Which has always been my thing about like, well, I'm not going to say that's the only thing that keeps me from going to clubs, but like. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, it is one of them. That's though. one of them. It's yeah, not like, fun. I don't want to be jammed in the middle of a room full of people. Yeah. And unable to escape. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds terrible. But the way that that opening scene is shot where there's, yeah, this fucking crazy raining blood, mm-hmm. rave, orgy, whatever. And I love the contrast that they chose to go with here because everybody that's in the club is like soaking wet with blood and they're shiny. And then Blade walks in and he's wearing all this like satin leather and uh-huh. he's bone dry. Bone dry. There's something cool about that contrast mm-hmm. that really just popped for me on screen that I thought yeah. was neat. But I could have sworn that scene was in Blade 2. Yeah. I don't know what the deal with that is. Huh. Who's Mandela. the villain in Blade 2? Do you remember? I haven't gotten haven't that gotten far. Yeah, and I don't remember. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to watch it. Oh wait, I oh oh yes. There is there's a vampire yeah? who sucks other vampires. Oh shit. Yeah. So the vampire disease has evolved and now there's a vampire that sucks other vampires, which gives them the virus that he has and makes them suck other vampires. Yeah. yeah. That was one thing to me that was kind of weird about this, is that ultimately Frost's plan was to kind of like turn the world into vampires. Yeah. Wouldn't they it, starve to death? Yeah, that... Okay, so they kind of set up the idea in part two and go into it more in part three that they were going to use like these humans as like blood bags. Yeah, but they, they were die gonna, eventually, right? Yeah. So I I don't know how it's a sustainable model. Wouldn't they just go extinct? Yeah. I don't know. I would guess. Yeah. Unless they can drink animal blood as well. In, in that case, why don't they just do that? That's a good point. Because <laughs> then it be would, the like, wouldn't even be race. a big deal. Yeah. It would just be like, oh, could you suck all the blood out of that cow and then we'll eat the meat? Okay. Thanks. Cool. Vampires and humans in, living in harmony. Yeah, we can live in unison together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that to me is always kind of weird. It's like, yeah. ultimately, a vampire can't turn the whole world. No. Or else they'd starve to death. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that is always going to be the Achilles heel of vampires getting together to rule the world. They need humans. You kind of need humans. It would be like, imagine that the entire human race got together and we were like, fuck all the cows. Let's kill them all. (laughs) Take that. Take that, plants. All right. Now let's have a celebratory hamburger. Wait a second. shit. (laughs) You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's problems with that. There plot, are some problems. Yeah, there's some definite flaws with the plan. <laughs> so, what would you say are you like high points, low points? Of okay, this, so of this high play? point of this is that it it feels so much like the Blade level of comic books. Okay, it is fun and bloody and gory and it's its own world that yeah. doesn't depend on other Marvel yeah. shit. I like yeah. that about I, it. I, I looked it up last night. It's like Earth 24260 or something. Like the Blade universe is its own particular really? okay. alternate universe. Yeah. Uh, that includes, I think, the television show. There was a television show for oh. a little bit. Anyway, the, the definite highest point for me is... That Wesley Snipes basically is Blade. Yeah, <laughs> like, Snipes, Snipes and the action yeah. are the best part. Yeah, he's he's so good at yeah. it. And agree, agree. He plays it like he played it in a way that they ended up changing the comic book character to be like him. Yeah, because this is better. Yeah, yeah. So 
that's pretty definitive. That's pretty like I think so. number one up there. Number two, I I think the practical effects are great. The I practical effects are very good. As far as directing goes, it shows a very competent level of action directing that I can't believe didn't get Stephen Norrington more action yeah, directing right. work. Yeah. It is dated looking. Everything has that bleached out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Late nineties look about yeah. it. So it, it is a dated looking movie. It is, but I mean that's it probably to what they the were masses. aiming for yeah. in ninety eight. Probably why it worked. Yeah. Um Can I give still- another high point? Yeah, let's hear it. I think a lot of that electronic music on the soundtrack is bitching. It is actually pretty good and works well with the fight scenes. Yeah. yeah. That like mid late nineties electronic thing. Yeah. And, and again, I say this as a fucking you know, dude that was born in the mid eighties and grew up in the mid nineties, like that kind of era of electronic music that was I, great yeah. i really fucking love like yeah. i love chemical brothers and prodigy and orbital yeah and london underground and all by, the future the, sound of london i'm sorry all that shit is awesome. i would say is by 98 the the music on this soundtrack is dated like oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's our like techno, it sounds like the wipeout was already Excel. passed and we're they're Everybody had moved yeah. into house and trance and and, and there's drum some like and drum and, and there's some drum there and is bass some drum and bass elements yeah. like yeah. during the ending credits there's some song yeah. that I was like is this like square pusher or something yeah. because it's actually really complicated uh-huh. drum and bass like there's yeah. a lot of weird odd meter shit in it and it, that's the good it, stuff yeah it's fucking that's the awesome, stuff I still man. go back and listen to uh, shit, yeah. though the Chemical Brothers and and like Prodigy and this stuff is, fun, is still man. good and still fun. yeah we got the nostalgia at this point yeah, we too, do. let's that's be true. honest you know so yeah soundtrack is a big plus they for wanted me. Prodigy to do the entire soundtrack no shit yeah, that was the Fuck. original plan was to have Prodigy do the entire soundtrack that would have been awesome that would have been awesome it would have been very cool yeah. damn okay uh, negatives CGI, CGI we already said bad and just the the excessive amount of storytelling yeah but should have gone smaller yeah should have gone smaller but i i get what they were going for and they didn't have anything to connect it to and they weren't at that point where they realized like oh it doesn't have to be connected to anything yet this could be the anchor like iron man exactly so for what they had done and what they were dealing with and for marvel's first success i think it's pretty pretty good movie that still hand like still handles itself as an action movie today yeah the cgi doesn't fit and you know a lot of the quips aren't gonna be as well written as you kind of come to expect from more modern action movies but it's still fun yeah it's still a good action movie agree agree so you got any final uh rating or, or anything about this yeah this movie is um i don't know it's probably about a I'm trying to not compare it to other comic book movies, but yeah, I don't want to compare it to other horror movies because it's not really a horror movie. I so. know. Yeah. It's kind of a no man's land, really. Yeah. Uh, as far as action movies go, this is probably about a six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. About a six and a half. I'm with you. I think yeah. I would probably go slightly a little lower. Okay. I think I'm going to go like a six. Okay. On this, it's, it's above average. Yeah, I'm not like racing to watch uh-huh. it again. I mean, if this were 2000, I would be like, oh, one of the best comic book movies ever made. Yeah, but it's 21 years later, and a lot of comic book movies have come out. Since yeah, so. you know what? I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that if we were reviewing this before we saw all these other amazing mm-hmm. comic book flicks that we talked about in the intro yeah. and stuff here, it would be very much. Um, more highly ranked, but considering that we've seen just how great comic movies can be, yeah. there's a new bar now. Yeah, the bar got 
way right. But I mean, when you compare this to other stuff that was around at the time, it's good. It's pretty. Yeah. It pretty well crushes a lot yeah. of the other stuff. That was I around. think it's better than the first X Men. Probably better than the first Spider Man. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. I can't argue with that. I'm not gonna mm. say it's better than fucking Batman or Batman. No, Returns. no, it does. Yeah, it doesn't beat the Tim Burton Batman's. It's it's not better than Spider Man Two or X Two for me. Yeah, but it, it's still a good horror or a good uh, comic book movie. I agree, and I feel like it just really saw the writing on the wall. That, like I said, you can have a B list character that is a minority that is R rated, so it's instantly gonna get seen by less people. Yeah, and it will be a hit. I mean, there, yeah. there's honestly a lot of times in this flick that it reminded me very much of the. Uh, Daredevil Netflix series. Yes, the fights. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, it is this gritty, yeah. dirty, urban. And they would try to do Daredevil after this and not not reach the level of grit and dirt no. that this does. And they, that's where they missed out. That's and that's where out. the television series were really was able to pick up. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, just the entire notion that, you know, this isn't Avengers level stakes like this no, isn't well no. I, I guess i mean i guess it is but like whatever, it's so but. secretive that everybody in the world wouldn't know about it whereas the avengers deal with threats everybody is pretty much clear on yeah like, exactly they're aliens attacking new york the avengers come in yeah. yeah the fact that this is kind of these lower level from the public eye yeah. stakes and it's gritty and it's urban and there's lots of great hand-to-hand combat yeah. and martial arts scenes and stuff uh-huh. and it really reminds me a lot of that first season of, of Daredevil. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a six just because it it's just kind of long. Yeah. It's just kind it's of long. It's too long. And it feels it feels as long as it is. It does. Yeah. It really, really does. But still a fun watch that even yeah. in the face of, like we said, Guardians and Avengers and mm-hmm. Winter Soldier and all this stuff, still pretty fucking good. Still fun. It yeah. really says something yeah. that, that we have seen these movies and we're still like, it's a pretty good comic book flick. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Six, six is a pretty fucking good grade for One this. One day thing. I'm going to go back and watch in order of release all the Marvel movies. So right. starting with of course Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. There you go, man. <laughs> and watching that shit. Fantastic Four movie produced by Roger Corman that they did just to keep the right the Fantastic Four. Woof. <laughs> That's going to be a rough time in your that life. That would suck, yeah. That'll be great fodder for the show though. So I'll yeah, look forward to true. hearing about it. I should I should get on it then. <laughs> Well, we're going to announce what movie we're talking about next week. Some of you guys that have listened to the last couple of shows already know what yeah, it is. Yeah, you already know what we're doing. But before we announce it, you guys can give us your money on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com like forward slash dead end lovely. Go yeah. over there, become a $5 patron. Get yourself a poll. Get yourself a poll. Why some don't dead you? and lovely. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can you can give us some uh, a submission each month. We're going to be doing a another drawing next week to see what we're going to be doing in december just go ahead head on over there to patreon.com become a five dollar patron and drop your submission in the december post that i'll be putting up in a couple days and you could decide what we cover next month it could be you thank you guys so much for the support you guys have been amazing absolutely you guys are helping us buy merchandise yep all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, yeah we're we gonna have, have some shirts available, right? We we do still have some shirts available. We'll have some more inexpensive or less expensive stuff coming out soonish. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do some beer koozies. That's right. Yeah, keep yourself a pull, nice and cool. Uh-huh. 
but yeah, t-shirts, you just email me with your size and your address and I will email you back a total and you pay us on PayPal and I send it out the very next business where do, day. Where do they email you? Deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. That's pretty easy to remember. Deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Yep. Deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Go ahead and email me. I'll send you out a shirt. There you, you go. You'll be wearing a shirt in no time. Solve your upper nudity issues it's, today. Yeah, and I want to, I just wanted to point out that People are sending me these orders, but not sending me any proof of their upper nudity problem. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. I've seen some proof that people are solving their issues here. Jeremy yep. Loki posted a picture he of did his today. upper nudity solution being solved. But I never he saw them handsome. titties. I didn't see no titties. But that's the thing. <laughs> that's the point. That's why you wear this shirt. That's a good point. That you have you have something to save for oh, later. Oh, please don't send me titty pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, well, if you want Maybe. to. I'm not going to be mad at it. Maybe. But my wife is going to see it as well. That's just going to happen. Who doesn't like titties? I don't know. Everybody. Seriously. The people, there are people who don't like it that women breastfeed. Listen, ain't a person alive fuck? that hasn't benefited from a titty. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let them babies eat. Yeah. Or just look at them. Well, no. I mean, don't stare at a woman's boob while she's feeding her baby. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that female form is a beautiful thing. And we should appreciate it. Everybody loves it. That's a good point. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. So buy a shirt. So buy a t-shirt. <laughs> Man, that's a damn good advertisement. That's we a good are, segue, right? We should start Mad Men 2. <laughs> yeah, Mad Men 2. Dead alive a Dead alive a Dead, dead and lovey Lou. I said dead alive. What the fuck? <laughs> well, anyway, you guys be sure to tune in next week to the show. We're going to be talking about... Twilight. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Twilight. I guess our second wild card in a row, technically, since this yeah, wasn't kinda, a horror movie. And it's not really a horror movie, but no, it's a vampire movie. It's a movie. vampire movie. Mm-hmm. It's no vampire. This is going to be a shit show. I yeah. have been going through the I'm excited. this week. I'm excited. It's going to be so fun to that rip book's this terrible. apart. There's no way I'm going to have enough time to like finish the book in time, oh, I don't think. You're not missing anything. I want to say I have maybe like eight hours or so to go. Ugh. I know, right? So I'm like thinking, it's like, do I have time to listen to an hour of this before uh, an hour of this every day before we do the next episode? Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Yeah, you're but not. But I'd like to try. You know what? It doesn't get better. Oh, it's fucking What terrible. if it did? What if as she was writing, she was like, wait a second, I could have figured this out. But I'm not going to go back and edit the rest. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> it's so fucking terrible. The book has been so, it's bad. so bad. Yeah. So we'll be talking about Twilight next week. Uh, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah, I'm excited. You guys be sure to tune in for that. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you like the show, be sure to go on iTunes, rate, and review. Give it that five-star review. It helps us out a ton. helps it show up in them search engines and all that other kind of stuff. So please do give us some review skis. In the meantime, we'll be catching up with you guys next week. You guys have been fantastic. We've been dead and lovely. Do we love you? Bye. I've ever told you about accidental primus. Uh-uh. There's this theory that I have with, with your band and stuff, right? Where uh-huh. if you're a musical ensemble and you intentionally sound like primus, uh-huh. that's fine. Okay. But you don't 
want to end up in accidental Primus territory. Okay. Like, if you're a band that isn't really trying to sound like Primus, but you do, like, by accident, that's dangerous turf. Okay. Like, if you mean to do that, yeah, good on you. You're saying that you're a, a Primus-type band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you do that on accident, it's like you messed up somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, imagine... Imagine if you had a, a friend that was like, I really want you to come see my band. We're like a rock and roll band and we're right. really we're really right. good. I play bass and I sing in it. And you go see <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, and it's... <laughs> I sat Pinder Billy Bob and I'll write up a song. <laughs> if they don't mean to do that, you're like, oh, you guys might be terrible. Oops. But if it's on purpose... Oops, good. all Primus. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that accidental Primus, y'all. <laughs> 